your sanity safe space. The call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. You can't wave on an audio show. (laughs) I will continue to wave, (laughs) even though I know I can't. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, just a couple pieces of housekeeping before I forget, I'm going to take a little bit of time off next week. So there will be no call in show next week, the 12th of August. We will be back August 19th as normal. The Sunday show will be uninterrupted. Don't worry about that. The Sunday show is not going anywhere. We will be off next Wednesday. And then, um, I have, we have a lot of people trying to call in tonight, so I have to, break our randomization into two two pieces here because it's so long so bear with me while i figure out how to get our randomized list into the uh into the discord server but if you're new to the show and you want to participate put your name in the uh well the the link to the discord server is in the youtube description hop in the discord server the uh roll call opens up 10 minutes before live then we randomize the roll call list, and then I will post the list uh, for the order of the callers in the Discord server, and we'll go that route. Uh, so we'll get to callers in just a minute, but uh, if you are newly participating, please keep your call to two or three minutes as a gesture of courtesy to your fellow callers. And we will take breaks every half hour to check in with Super Chat on YouTube, DLive, and Streamlabs. If you'd like to participate. And to beg the audience to adopt Caesar before my husband makes me euthanize him. I'm surprised. Somebody please adopt Caesar. His I day have has not come yet. I know. I had a lady that uh, was going to adopt him and she flaked out on me. And then I've got a guy in Denver that's interested, but it's going to be really hard for us to get out there. That's the problem. So anybody, please, please save Caesar's life because I'm pretty sure my husband's just going to take matters into his own hands one of these days. The next time he attacks him. If you want to become the proud owner of a show souvenir that is a chihuahua anywhere between the ages of five and 27 <laughs> that's blonde in the belly of the beast at gmail.com please help me Does, who has please. more teeth uh caesar or nathan phillips the indian guy who was involved with nick sandman probably nathan phillips because the last time caesar got his teeth clean they pulled seven teeth <laughs> I get his teeth cleaned regularly. I don't know why, but they just like still, fall out. He still has some left, huh? Okay. Uh, oh, and if, you, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, or you're having trouble getting in live, please do send us an email. That's beautyinthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line, and we will respond in the last half hour of the show. Anything else before we hop into it? Please help. <laughs> Help Caesar. Well, uh, at least you're cool about it is up first. Um, but oh no, no, that's not someone's name. That's a stupid chat. My bad. This, this, the Discord system always gets very confused. But you know, we're always off to a start. Mike Dewine's shit-eating grin is up first. Let's try that. Mr. Dewine, you there? 
Mike? Oh, I'm sorry. I have to mute the stream. No problem. Good evening, Good evening everyone. How are you doing? Doing all right. What's on your mind? Um, uh, I just I had two different things I thought be maybe interesting to uh, speak on. Um, I don't know which one sounds uh, more, or I guess better for T or you. Um, I wasn't able to listen to last week's show. I don't know if you talked any any about uh, what happened with um, Tucker and the New York Times. I haven't talked about that at all. I barely followed it. Did Did you follow that one, Blonde? I just heard Tucker talking about it, and that's the extent of my knowledge about it. I know that they were... The description I heard was that they were threatening to dox him or release his home address, basically. But that's all I know. What were the details? Uh, that's essentially as much as I know. Um, it was it was kind of a veiled threat from what I understand, uh, want him to understand. Um, a threat? Did, were they, they asking him to do something or was it just behave or I, we'll do this? Or what was the nature it, of the threat? Yeah, it came off more, at least to me, from... Again, what I'm able to understand, um, it, it'd be a real shame if this information came. So they're saying they have they, it and could publish it, and that's kind of all they said. Uh, hinting heavily. Okay. From what I'm, I'm oh, so they didn't come out and say it. Okay. No, they they never officially came out. Again, it it really came off as it'd be a real shame if this information were to come out. You know, racist Tucker. And then a what bunch was of the context? Was it a hit? Doxing. Was it a hit piece on on Tucker, or where was this mentioned? I I don't remember. Um, I I want to say it was just maybe like an editorial or something. Yeah. Somebody within the staff, the actual staff of New York Times, um, was excuse me. Um, again, just softball threatening, and then. Uh, kick everything off um, or not kick everything off. Sorry. You top everything off. Um, some of Tucker fans actually went out and found the uh, uh, writer's actual address and everything. And they posted all that online. Oh, good. I hope they so ruined they, that person's life. They counter doxed yeah. basically. Yeah. Good. <laughs> huh. um, the, uh, what I wanted to uh, discuss about it. That was one of the, topics the other one was um talking about patreon um and my opinion on both of them and i don't know what's going to sound uh, more interesting to you two is i don't i'm i'm kind of annoyed with this um threatening of uh, the threat of boxing um because there is no actual law um from, uh, I say information, but their um, uh, your home address, your phone number, even where you work, and none of that's protected information. Right. And the dancing around like this is, oh, this is some bad evil or whatever. It, it's, I don't know. For me, it's either it's either always good or it's always bad. And the fact of the matter is, we do not have any laws on the books against it. So I. And this is going to sound. I'm sure someone's going to get mad at this because I'm. Sounds like I say, dox everybody. I understand why people are anonymous because there's a a certain segment of the population that is only too happy to actually go out there and you know 
<laughs> like blonde said, ruined someone's life because they don't agree with what they said. That's not um, why we should. We got to let you go, but that's not why we should be ruining no, people's why. life. We should be doing no, this this counter docs thing where if you threaten it or do it or something like that, that hordes of people descend upon you and just destroy you and then show up at your at your uh, place of business <laughs> or at your home. Uh, we should definitely be doing that. They, they they tried to break into Tucker's door while his wife hid screaming in the pantry, yeah, and that. she's apolitical. Yeah. So fuck these people. I, we should be yeah, ruining I their lives. That. I get that. And I guess the other thing I'm trying to – I also want to say is there's a point where it does get into uh, illegality, I guess, for want of a better word. People we'll, – We'll have to wrap this up real quick. Last, last thought. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. And, you know, people calling into somebody's place of business or whatever, that, that's borderline, um, you know, interfering with someone's, you know, if they have a pre-existing contract, you know, was it torturous interference or something? There's a, I know there's a limit on that. I, I guess I'm just annoyed because everyone dances around like this. It's some sort of magical thing and everyone seems to forget we had the white pages 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago with everyone's information sure. and suddenly gotta, doxing is, we got to let you go, man. But thank you for calling. Right, I appreciate bounce. it. Um, yeah. I mean, certainly there's a, there's a difference between illegality and morality too. Yeah. Uh, just because something is, is legal doesn't mean that you should do it or it's right to do it. And I think that's. And just because something's illegal doesn't mean you shouldn't do it either. Well, that's true. So uh, there's a lot of overlap and intersection, but they're not the same thing for sure. Uh, for the Republic is up next. For the Republic, you there? Yeah, I am. All right, what's on your mind? Well, this is on my mind because it uh, it actually just happened a couple hours ago here. Uh, so I'm a first responder on mm. a one percent volunteer fire department. Okay. And, uh, just. About two hours ago, we had a call. It was a uh, multi-vehicle collision, multiple injuries of varying severity, mm. and uh, for for obvious reasons, you know, such as you know HIPAA and ethical considerations, I can't go into too much detail. But suffice that it was pretty bad, but it could have been much, much worse. Mm. Um, I bring this up, you know, not to be a you know a downer or anything, but it. Uh, was actually kind of a little bit of a, a white pill moment because every time that one of those calls comes out, I'm reminded that, you know, especially for my area, uh, but across the entire country, the majority of the people that the EMS, um, the first responders, the majority are volunteers. I mean, these are people that are willing to just drop anything at a moment's notice and you know, run into a burning building. Sure. Uh, and whatever have you, uh, to help someone out on their on the worst day of their life, and there's still good people, you know, around. And even though uh, the world seems to be getting darker and darker, it, there's still plenty of good out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing too is you got, you got to think that that's pretty fragile too. These people are are as you mentioned, they're doing this, uh, volunteering their time out of the good out of the good of their heart. What does that mean, though? That means that they could walk away at any time at no cost to themselves. And I don't think that they're getting quite the same treatment that, say, police officers are right now. But they're kind of police officer adjacent. 
And as soon as we start demonizing that sort of person, why? Like as soon as yeah. as soon as you're responding to these dangerous situations or expected to be the first line of defense against a dangerous situation for no pay is already admirable itself. But when it comes with smearing or hostility, uh, yeah, oh, th- these people could walk away at any point. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And for some people, I mean, that, that is an option for others. I know that it's more of a, there's a deep obligation to help their fellow man. So yeah, I, even with, even when things get bad, I, I don't know. Well, so, um, you say you've been doing this for a while or how, how long have you been doing this? Uh, three years. Okay. So a little bit, do you, has any of the political climate currently spilled over into your area of work or has that remained pretty much apolitical? That has, I mean, we're pretty, we're pretty rural. Mm-hmm. So the majority of anybody on the the department and whatnot, we're all, you know, uh, more right leaning than uh, anybody else. Sure. So we, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the jokes, the conversations, the, uh, well, let's see what happens here in November. I mean, that comes up constantly, but yeah. Uh, when that uh, when that siren blows or you know that call comes in, I mean, it, nothing else matters other than you know getting to that scene and doing what we can to help. Sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for doing what you're doing, man. It's it's much appreciated, and and I, I don't. I to your point, I don't think we think about the lives of those people frequently enough. You just think, oh, if I get in trouble, I dial nine one one, or if something bad happens, the people come to save me. Those are all also yeah. people with their own lives and their own obligations and their own responsibilities, especially the ones who aren't doing it for, uh, for a livelihood for money. You, you really got to be thankful yeah. to those people. Yeah. And I know that, you know, all the cop contacts that we have, you know, cause we obviously work pretty closely with police departments. I mean, morale is definitely low. Yeah. Uh, in the actual sure. departments, but, uh, yeah. Um, and then I'm sure have, they're uh, doing it because they're racist for some reason. <laughs> they just can't wait to <laughs> find a barely alive black person they can plausibly execute and get away with it for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, as just a final thought here. Sure. Have you guys seen the uh, the platinum level trollery on uh, Trump's campaign website? I have no. not. Fill me in. Oh, it's 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 beautiful. So just go to uh, donaldjtrump.com. Okay. And then uh, do a uh, what's it, the, the the forward slash the one that's by the uh, the question mark. Yeah. And then type in any random. Oh, I, I've seen this. Just like a, a not found. Oh, this is um. Yeah. It doesn't work on this website. Are you sure it's on J Trump? It might be on DonaldTrump.com. But I know what you're talking about. Where it's the Hillary not. Um, what you're it searching for. It appears you are as lost as me, and then it has Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, I didn't see that one. I saw the Hillary. Yeah, although one. it's grammatically incorrect, but I'll let that go. Oh, why yeah. doesn't why isn't no. it working for me? Like if I just do slash nonsense. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I got it. What's the uh, what's the what's the it's grammatical not, incorrectness? It should be. It appears you are as lost as I am. Ah, I see. Oh, sorry. You need to take <laughs> well, the wind out of your sails. It's better oh, grammar than Joe Biden. True. Did you see him ask the uh, black it's reporter guy? It's like the guy? cocaine and the yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I saw that and I saw I thought that's show intro material right there. I know what I'll oh, use yeah. this week. All right. Uh, yeah, that was a good time. All right. Well, thank you, man. And thanks uh, all the best to you and all the best to your uh, counterparts at your local uh, emergency responders uh, place of business. Thanks a lot. Yeah, same to you. Um, my webcam is getting a little flickery. Maybe I just need to buy two new webcams. Anyway, bear with us as always. A little bit of duct tape never hurt anybody. Uh, Tails is up next. Tails, you there? Yeah, can y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, can, hey, how are y'all doing today? Good. Doing all right? Cool. Uh, so just real quick, uh, as far as the Tucker thing, um, I'm a few days out of date on that, like at least three or four since I heard about it last. But it sounded like it was basically a he said, they said situation. And so it could have just been miscommunication. And I only bring that up because the other people did end up getting docs. And I don't know if we want to be as trigger happy as the left is with like canceling or harming people and then looking for evidence after the fact. So uh, clarify for me, did they publish this sort of uh, this implied threat to dox him? Or was it when you say he said, she said, or he said, he said, or whoever Tucker said, New York times said, mm. are you saying that the New York times did not in fact publish a threat to dox so, him? What's the context there? The way that I heard it, and again, this was a few days ago, so there might have been more information since I heard about it, was basically Tucker got on his show and he said, I guess these people, that person was going to do some piece on him and include his address. Ah. And apparently the New York Times right away, but I don't know exactly how long right away is, but I'm guessing within a day of him saying that, got on Twitter and said, this is not true. We told him we weren't going to use this. Or So it never, it never was published. It's just... Tucker says he talked to someone or heard from someone at the New York Times who said it. Basically. Yeah, or they might have even been doing the piece on him, and then he just got the idea somehow that they were going to do it. Or it could sure. be that they did do a threat, and it's in that gray area well, where... Yeah, that does complicate it a little bit. I think the happy middle ground between, say, Blonde and me is like, yeah. I, I don't have a moral problem with having people live by their own rules, but I want to be targeted about it. That is to say, if you do the doxing, and you get doxxed in response, that doesn't bother me as much as, say, doxing an innocent person who is perceived to be of the enemy group for the sake of making the group live by their own rules. I need a little more precision than that. And if if there was, in fact, no threat of doxing to Tucker that we can verify, I, I probably would hold off that on that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm basically at, too. I just don't want it because I've seen, especially lately, with the left, they just seem to be going much much more any little accusation and they just go crazy. Yeah. And then later it seems like you're always finding out, Oh, there was this complicating factor or something. And then it's like, well, you know, something, something social justice. We have to do it anyway. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for the um, clarification. I mean, I'm, I'm just, we're shooting from the hip on this one. Cause it's just not yeah. a story I've followed closely. So I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, my information's at least a few days out of date. So if something mm -hmm. else came out, that could totally complicate the matter. Um, but the other thing I wanted to uh, 
talk about real quick was um, two weeks ago, I guess I called about like wearing masks and looking at it a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah. I saw some people in the chat and the discord seem to think that I was on here trying to like propagandize and or change minds or something. Um, and I was just wanted to say that I was just coming to like think about it because I appreciate the way y'all think about this. So I just wanted to bounce the idea off the y'all more. Yeah, than, I mean, my, yeah, my like, understanding from you as a caller, because of course you've called in for a long time, it seems like you're kind of a devil's advocate type guy. I know yeah. you've taken, Absolutely. you've done that in a lot of different issues before. Yeah. I always like to try to come from the other side. That way I can kind of see, make their argument the best and then kind of see where other people might see holes in what I'm mm -hmm. saying. So it kind of gives me a little bit of both, but the impetus for me, even thinking in that direction at all was looking at, well, it was Brett Weinstein talking about in one of his podcasts that even though we had been doing this like half lockdown, half not lockdown thing, he seemed to think we should do like another four weeks or like two to four weeks, but like a hard lockdown to eliminate it, which I think of him as generally a good actor. So I don't think it's out of any malicious motivation if that ends up being like the bad way to deal with this. So I, it made me reconsider. And then I also heard about New Zealand where they're pretty much, they lock down their borders. No one's coming in or out and it's pretty much like done with. So my well, conspiratorial yeah, you, side. You also have the benefit of being an Island in New Zealand. You know, it's, uh, that's true. It's and like that, the New Zealand uh, prime minister saying in New Zealand, we don't build walls like she did. Yeah. Cause you have a notion. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, yeah. I get you. And yeah, I, I don't think Brett is a bad faith actor. I'm sure he probably, um, believes it, but I'd, I'd have to hear him out to, to understand his full position on that. On a surface level to me, yes. it seems like, um, listen, if, if you don't have, if you're not over hospital capacity, we're not going to restrict every single person it, to me. It's not yeah. even possible. Everyone has to go to the grocery store. And if nobody's working, who's paying the checks to keep us all sustained? That, that, yeah. that's well, I I guess there could be some like MMT stuff, if you believe that, that could maybe massage that issue. But I'm not, I don't know if he's in that line of economic thinking, but I know a lot of people yeah. seem to think you can just like print checks or the government can or, just make the money. Well, even if you could, we still have to buy certain quote unquote essential items, namely food. So does everyone have their own self-sustaining garden that we never leave? Or do we still all have to go to the grocery store in extreme concentration at limited hours anyway? And if yeah. that's the case, I would contend that you're, you're fooling yourself if you think there's no transmission when we've decided that we're all going to artificially congregate in a very concentrated area, but somehow that's safer than all the other ones. Right, right, right. Well, I, I mean, if I had to just spitball, you could always, there might be a way to stagger it or something. Again, like New Zealand is different because it's an island, but within the context of the island, like I'm guessing like, like everywhere people tend to live in the cities mostly. So those are going to be the high dense areas in New Zealand and they're going to have like a few stores. So they would have in theory had similar problems, but they were able to, whatever they did, you know, seem to get it done. So I wonder if, I guess, well, I mean, was, I, but it's I, the same the for solution. Australia too. I mean, Australia's freaking yeah. out in, in Melbourne now. They're going into some insane lockdown and Australia has lower deaths per capita than Montana. And we're already one well, of yeah. the lowest states in the, in the country. Yeah, there was a Josh Zepps. He's like a presenter or something. He was talking about they pretty much were in a New Zealand situation yeah. up until recently. And I think it's because like some security guards, because they had some situation where if you came into their country, they would take you to a hotel to be like quarantined for like, <laughs> two weeks or something yeah. and like the situation was going really well but in what because each state had their own little administration of doing this in australia one of them specifically uh outsourced it from the 
police officers to private security to manage it. And apparently the private security officers were, you know, what's a way to say it? I guess boning all the people that were staying at the hotel. Okay. And it was and they were spreading the virus. So, so it makes sense. Um, well, that happens when you think you're going to put people in sort of a situation where they can't do anything and they're in close quarters. And there's. Yep. Well, anyway, so we, we got to let you go. Man, but but thank public. you for the call. And thank you for the yeah, Australian no boning update. Very perfect. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Have a good night. Yeah. Bye. Uh, Schwab is up next. Schwab, you there? Let you hang out a second. Flash. Hello. And what's oh, on your mind? Oh, yeah. Can you hear us? Sorry. No. Maybe we have a connection issue. Schwab, if you can hear me, get that stream unmuted, and maybe that's. Uh, Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. What's on your mind? You might be listening to the stream, I fear. Yep, sounds like it. Clash, we'll see if we can get... Um, okay, Schwab, uh, Schwab dipped out. So Schwab, I'll try to come back to you after Clash. Don't let me forget, Blonde. And uh, we'll see if we can get you in here. Clash, you're good to go if you can get that mic unmuted. Otherwise, this is very timely. Bone bro. <laughs> I wonder if he has experience with the Australian quarantine hotels. Bone bro, you there? Or Clash. Hi, can you guys hear me? Yeah, go for it. Huh? Yep, I'm here. All right. Okay, I'm going to go. Um, uh, Let's go Clash okay. first and then Bone bro. I'll catch up with you, okay? Just hang out for a second. All right. All right. All right. Me, I'm more or less kind of talking about the um, the new uh, George, Flo the George Floyd footage. Yeah, come out. sure. I think what gets me about this is the fact that uh, not only is, you know, it changed, pretty much changed the perspective of everything. And obviously, you know, BLM and anybody who is rioting is not going to change their opinion. They're going to try and find a way to justify what happened. Yeah. But what gets me about it is all of this crap happened for pretty much nothing. Yeah. Uh, all of this like crap being the, what? The, the what? Rioting. Oh, the rioting, you mean? The, all the, the destruction? Rioting. Yeah. The rioting, all the, yeah, the destruction, the people who were killed, all the dumb justification, because they, they had like multiple justifications for this. The first one was a Boston Tea Party. The first, second one was, the second one was, um, they were trying to complain, they're trying to compare it to, what was it, the white people rioting and they're over sports. That didn't work. The other one was people will only listen to violence. You know, that whole thing. And then they'll, of course, take MLK's quote out of context. That's happened before. Oh, and riots are the voice again, of the unheard was, or whatever the quote yeah. was. Yeah. 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 And it gets and it just bothers me because it may it already spread more COVID. Nobody's gonna. Nobody's gonna believe. Uh, nobody agrees. Nobody's gonna admit it. But the riots spread the COVID. Let's be honest. The timing yeah, lines mean, up for Fauci to say there's no evidence. There's at bare minimum circumstantial evidence. Good circumstantial. Exactly. evidence. Come on, anybody that's not retarded can see that that's obviously going to spread it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And some people are saying like, oh well, the numbers came out. It's actually not. It's actually not high up there. Like it's actually the pool parties that did it. A bullshit. It was the riots. Yeah. Yeah, that's an angle that I, I didn't I wasn't really thinking about, too, is the consequences of the lie. The constant yeah. and, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's the it's the body found in the Minneapolis pawn shop. It's David Dorn, the retired St. Louis cop. How many yeah. aren't there like 
a dozen or two dozen deaths attributed to these riots. I forget the 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 riot death count is fairly high. Last I recall. What about just the uh, resulting from the general lawlessness, too? Yeah, and that that doesn't even it's not even counting all the businesses burned, all the livelihoods destroyed, all the people who are going to have to upend their lives and move away and do something else. And what about all the crimes that aren't being investigated? And so perps are committing subsequent crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention, obviously, the corporations who won't want to build there anymore. Well, yeah. and I heard um, I saw on Twitter today, too. Yeah, and you're right, because, again, jobs in those areas like this particular area of Minneapolis, all those jobs at Target, who knows if those come back? Yeah. But one other uh, aspect I saw on Twitter that I thought was right is. And I don't know if it's right in the George Floyd context. It might be part of it. After watching this, to me, it seems like a guy who was high out of his mind. And that is the driving factor here. But he, yeah, he definitely has anxiety about and meth. He definitely has anxiety about interaction with police officers. Highly likely that the drug, the drugs enhanced that anxiety for him. But when yeah. you perpetuate the lie and you tell black people generally that cops are out to hunt you and kill you, all of a sudden every encounter becomes much more tense than it needs to be. And it becomes a self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy because all of a sudden you start acting erratic and insane and yep. nervous and crazy and anxious. And then you get into a bad situation with the cops, which is exactly what happened with George Floyd. So the lie, if you want to be cynical, the lie is genius from a progressive stir up chaos perspective because it becomes self-fulfilling whether or not it's true. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, uh, any I final... I need to cut this short. My final thoughts is, like I said, it's all for nothing. I and agree, it sucks. Thing is going to be, by the end of the, the end of the election year, the only thing, it's going to be at that point when people say, maybe we went too far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but... I, I am not... As I was mentioning in the video, I'm not looking forward to next spring, man. I think it's going to be pure insanity once this uh, this case is decided. At least people will be prepared this time. Yeah, I think so. That is a silver lining. <laughs> yeah. Will they? Yeah. The smart ones will. Smart ones can yeah. see it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Clash. Have a good night. Right, you too. Bone bro, you there? Yeah, can you guys hear me okay? Sure can. What's on your mind? Well, I know if you guys had seen the, uh, it happened today, but the Tommy Lauren thing. I saw some people tweeting about her, but I didn't look into it. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, man. I was hoping you guys had seen it. Um, well, tell me about it. I don't know. You got to watch it. But it's like a 30-minute video, basically, where she uh, uh, basically says the words, men are trash hmm. at one point. Kind of a typical... Uh, I don't know. She's. You got to watch the Is video to get full leaked? context. No, she did. Video? I don't know. She did like a. I don't know how I saw it was on Twitter going around a lot, but she did a live stream, I guess, on Facebook. Okay. And she was saying like, men need to step up. You know that whole spiel. Men need to not be bitches. Men need to do this, that, and the other thing, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to talk with you guys if you haven't seen it, but. Well, what's the controversy? Is it just that she was demanding to men or what, what's, yeah. what's the issue? Uh, the issue, I don't know. It's like the basic thing we've heard over the last 10 years, I, I think, with women of 
she's kind of priced herself out of the dating market. You know, she's a super successful type of girl, really fiery, really ambitious. Is she is she single? Is that what she's ranting about? I don't even know. I don't I don't know. Oh. Well, I think I don't I don't know, I don't follow it too much, but it seems like she just broke up with a dude. That's okay. my uh, intuition. Yeah. That's what it seems like. And now she's going on to rant. I don't know how old is she? Like she's like gotta be probably thirty. She might be younger yeah. than that. I I don't know. I think she is a little bit younger than I am. Last I recall. Yeah, she was born in ninety two, so she's twenty she's only twenty seven, almost twenty eight. Yeah. I know you guys got to check it out. It's it's uh, it's making the rounds in like the quote unquote red pill community mm-hmm. of guys that are saying, you know, this this girl's been her 20s doing, you know what? And now she's like late 20s and she's turning around saying men better step up. That ship has sailed for me and I need a real man type of thing. And hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like you press a button with these with these guys and then they. You're like, ooh, the wall's coming and blah, blah. It's just the same shit. Although it's probably true with her. Yeah. It's hard to speculate without knowing what's going on personally there. I don't know. But I mean, I don't have any evidence that she's like banged her way through dozens of guys. I have, I have no, no, idea. no idea. Yeah, I have no, no idea. I don't, I, don't, I don't know either, but um, you got to check it out. I mean, it's hard for me to give the whole 30-minute sure. video, but it was, I was hoping you guys would have seen it. But I'll have to, Yeah, I'll just have to check it out. Yeah, okay. I hate to sound like a feminist here, but for everybody that's like, oh, she's totally gonna get like all these guys that are jizzing in their pants, like they're she's totally gonna get what she deserves. In six months, she'll be engaged to a six foot four multi-millionaire. <laughs> like this chick is gonna ride into the sunset with somebody. You guys are never gonna get any satisfaction. I mean, do this thing with, when stuff like this happens where they're like so satisfied and expect a woman to get what she deserves and everything, and then when it doesn't happen. They're just filled with vitriol. Like we're not all going to sit here and act like Tommy Laren's going to end up being some cat lady. That's definitely not going to happen. Twenty twenty has been a weird year. I'm not surprised by anything. She's twenty eight. She's smoking hot. She will find a guy that um, outranks her. I guarantee. Like I guarantee it. Hmm. Mark my words. In a year, she'll be married and pregnant. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's all I want to say. But uh, check it out and. Uh, Enjoy your guys' content and uh, have a good one. Well, thanks for tuning in. Bye. Okay. I have to go back to Schwab. I think Schwab either disconnected or had to take off. So Schwab, if you're still listening, I can try again later. But uh, sorry for the uh, issue, the connection issues earlier. Cloud Rainstorm is up next. Cloud, you're good to go if you're ready. And Cass is up after that. Cass, if you're still hanging out, hop into the uh, waiting room and I'll pull you in. Funny guy after that. Okay, I should I should always explain. If you're if you're coming up in the roll call, be sure to hop in one of the waiting rooms so I can pull you guys in. Okay. I will see if I can circle back with you guys who are out of the waiting room. Red Falcor, we'll see what uh, what's up with Red Falcor in the meantime. Mr. Falcor, you there? Uh, yes, I am. That was fast. I was not expecting to hold in so quickly. Hey, how are you guys doing? Doing well. What's on your mind? Uh, Doing all right. Um, Wow, I must have uh, skipped a line or something. Uh, We just uh, had, uh, we had several who are not in the waiting room, so I'll have to try to come back to them. (laughs) Not there. Yeah. All right, cool. 
Uh, anyway, um, well, I'm I'm here p- partially on uh, Batman's behalf because I don't know if he's getting in tonight or not. Mm. He's pretty far down the, the list, but, but he's asking about uh, when's the boogaloo, basically, Matt. You know that 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 old thing, the 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 uh, defensive boogaloo, of course, um, because he's you know seeing seeing uh, democratic politicians denying the existence of antifa yeah and wondering uh and 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 seeing seeing gun confiscations across the country of high profile figures for for seemingly no reason and going what do we do now i don't um um, i i don't think it's particularly likely that it, it depends on your definition I don't think it's likely mm-hmm. that we're going to see some like, okay, it's time to put on your 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 gray coat and it's time to put on your navy coat and now it's civil <laughs> war time. I think what is more likely is you're going to have these isolated cases of mob behavior like the McCloskeys right. or you're going to have uh, instances where local police departments or uh, state state police departments exceed their authority in trying to confiscate property, uh, things like that. And what it's going to mean is you're going to have the sort of thing that we've been talking about on this show for a while, which I hope and I have said I need to be better at neighborhood organization for security. Sorry, I should have turned my phone off anyway. Uh, it's it'll be mm-hmm. isolated incidents like this that increase in frequency. I think but the right. more you see incident uh, uh, episodes like the McCloskey's, the more you're going to see neighbors talking to each other like, OK, if shit like this goes down in our neighborhood, yeah. here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. Here's our communication method. And this is, this is going to be put to a stop. So I think that's how you're going to see it. You're going to see these episodes. and you're, But I think the McCloskeys, I, I could foresee an, another round of the McCloskeys where it's not just a guy and his wife holding an AR. It's an entire yeah. neighborhood of dudes. Yeah, I definitely could see episodes like that. That's how I think this thing is, is going gonna, is gonna to escalate. Is increased yeah, organization already- for defensive purposes. We saw that with the uh, with the what the guy who was, you know, there was that crowd trying to topple the statue, and I don't know if this was in New oh, Mexico or yeah, something. That but case. there was like yeah, the lo- lo- local militia, and then I guess they they were banned after uh, diffusing the situation. Yeah, that was insane. I mean that 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 whole case was nonsense. We'll see where that one goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, la, 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 lastly, it is my birthday in eight days. So oh, nice. Uh, How old are you going to be? I just wanted. To, I'll, I'll, I'll be th- thirty-seven, which is uh, not not a a particular milestone of any kind, but uh, it is. Uh, you know, one s- s- selfish mention since you guys are gone. Nick. Sure. Well, happy birthday, so, and thanks for calling yeah, in. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It's nice to talk to you. You as well. I uh, I totally forgot a break at the bottom of the hour. So, what do you think? Maybe maybe we just wait till uh, quarter till here, and maybe take an ex- a little bit of an extended break. Uh, we'll just. Why do... don't we wait until seven, and then I could feed the baby? Okay. Yeah, we could just go a little long on uh, on calls, and then do it that way. That makes sense. Okay. Sorry. Um, I appreciate the patience of the uh, of the chatters, guys. I don't mean to ignore you. I just, I, for some reason, the clock got away from me, as it is wont to do, or as I am wont to do. Anyway, uh, let me let me try to circle back with um with some of the callers that we missed. 
we had Cass, we had let's see, uh, Funny Guy. All right, they're still not they're still not hanging out. So um, if you guys are still around, I'll see if I can get you later. But uh, appreciate um, you guys uh, trying to call in at least. Dear John is up after that. We also have, or actually we have Stealth Hispanic. Let me get Stealth Hispanic in. Stealth Hispanic, you're good to go. Oh, hey, uh, give me one second to uh, mute the stream. All right. Um, how are you guys doing tonight? We're doing well. Okay. Are we? All right. Pretty good. Pretty good. I got two funny stories for you guys. Your, your choice, either Jake Paul or Kanye. I, I saw that. I had saw the Jake Paul story today. He had some guns seized or something. I didn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the FBI did a, a raid on him. Let's go with that. Uh, on... Let's go with that. All right. So, so. As you know, Jake Paul, uh, in his infinite wisdom during the George Floyd peaceful protests, uh, went to a mall and um, recorded people rioting and then was arrested for rioting. I did not uh, know in, that. I'm not a great Jake Paul mind, so I didn't follow at all. Well, he, he was arrested apparently in, in Scottsdale. Okay. Uh, and Scottsdale uh, put, put charges in, but then the FBI the, recently said, no, no, we are going to charge him because he crossed state lines. To do this, so he was charged besides, with rioting. What did he do? Uh, besides break into a mall, I don't know. Oh, uh, so I, I, I did, I did not watch a lot of the the overall stream. There were lots of uh, of highlights of him just kind of picking up things that that were broken and throwing them around. And I'm like, that's fine, I guess. Okay, I'm yeah, but you know, do stupid things. Yeah, and then. Earlier today, uh, they went to several of his residences, one in Las Vegas, and I think his California residence as well, and seized a ton of guns. Just a ton of guns. What, what is uh, a ton? What are we talking here? Let's see here. Uh, looks like five different rifles. Okay. Which I, I, don't, I don't know much on, on California uh, gun laws, but I know they're, they're strict uh yeah Five, that doesn't sound i mean well the thing about rifles is it's it's a it's a lot of cosmetic like you can have an ar in california or semi-automatic yeah. rifles but there's magazine capacity limits they usually have some kind of limitation on the uh, attachments that you can have so like pistol grips are illegal they they have like a piece of plastic blocking the pistol grip that kind of stuff so you don't know yeah, how these I, rifles were configured necessarily but uh, they would be the they'd be the functional equivalent of anything in a free state. It's just they look like they're, they're, they have different plastic pieces on them. Is all. Which yeah, it, it's it's confusing. But so so, uh, no, no charges have been officially brought to him yet. But the warrants are there to go and, and I guess find evidence. I, I assume that they're looking for for his his video stuff, and then they just kind of grabbed his. His guns as well, because that's what we do in, in this country. Right? I, of, of something. I don't know the legal basis for that. I need a lawyer to explain that. He's been convicted of no crime, and the crime that he's been charged with had nothing to do with the guns. Why yeah. would the guns be seized? Yeah. I do not know on, on that one, but uh, his, his lawyer is apparently talking about that and, and trying to, I guess, get, get back his property. But Yeah, that's bullshit. You know. that, that, that sounds like nonsense to me. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely insane. Um, a few of his associates were arrested uh, as well. So, okay. There you go. Yeah, that's 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 all I got for you guys tonight. Well, thank you for the update. We'll have to look into the story. All right, thank you. Okay. We got Dear John up after that. Dear John, you there? 
I cannot hear anything. Can you? I can't either. Dear Dear John's uh, mic is muted. So, Dear John, if you can get that mic going, you are good to go. Furious D is up after that. Oh, there we go. Dear Dear John, you there? Yeah. Furious, just hey. hang out for a second. We'll get right to you. So, Discord is weird. Are you a new Discord user? It's not it's it's not the most user friendly, but once you get it, it's not too bad. Yeah, I spent like an hour trying to get this thing to work. Well, it's it's working loud and clear, so you're good. All right. You want to talk about how you're wrong on self-defense principles or Colorado's new law on suing the police personally? Uh, tell me how I'm wrong, always. <laughs> okay, so the Second Amendment is an individual right, right? Yeah. But it's also a collective right. Uh, I, I suppose, but it's it's an individual right, as are all of the rights in the Bill of Rights, fundamentally. Right, right. But specifically, they put in the Second Amendment militia, and also, in case of tyranny, to solve that problem through whatever means. How is that not an individual right? All right, let's say if they come to your neighbor's house and arrest them for wrong think or whatever, try and mandatory vaccines, shove a thing in their arm, Mm -hmm. doesn't really matter. If it's not your house and they're not coming for you, back and watch it happen because you will be next. How does how does that make the right to self defense not an individual right? Oh oh no no I'm uh, saying it's both individual and collective. Well, what am I wrong about that? Oh, you've just been saying that you're having a hard time finding out where that line is for say. I haven't said I've had, I'm having boo, a hard time. I'm you... saying that you defend your person, your property, your rights. Right. Where am but I, if where they am I come, wrong in that? Say, uh, creeping tyranny. When they come for your neighbors or other people and you don't do anything, you're just waiting for them to come to you. When have I ever advocated so when you allowing your neighbors' long, rights to be violated? Not advocating, just complacency. The question really is: Really, I'm okay with you... people's rights being violated. What, name a name a time. Uh, there. Sorry, repeat that. I actually can't think of a time you. I mean that that's fine. We're I'm okay just I, <laughs> I'm just playing a little bit of devil's advocate here because the 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 claim was I'm wrong on self defense. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get you to explain where I'm wrong on self defense. This is painful. Just that 
we need to form neighborhood kind of defense and but i just said that like two calls ago, and i've said that on shows for weeks and weeks and weeks right I'm going to end this. <laughs> All right. No, I've, it's, you're, okay. you're being a good sport, dear John. I don't mean to go. I don't mean to go too hard on you. It's just if if you if you're if you're telling me I'm wrong, I want to know how I'm wrong. That's all. That's all I'm trying to get at here. OK. A- any final thoughts for me? Oh, yes. I just want to live and let live. But the left wants to race car now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, there are some on the right who want the race car now, too. For sure. All right. Th- thank you, man. Uh, seriously, seriously, thanks for being a good sport. I don't I don't mean to uh, to put you on the spot too hard. I just if someone calls and says you're wrong. That to me, that's like, all right, let's let's have at it and uh, let's 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 try to let's uh, we'll talk about it again another time. All right. All right have a good night. Yeah, thanks, man. All right. Furious, uh, you still there? Yes, I am. How's my sound? Uh, Excellent. Very good. Yeah. What's what's on your mind? Oh, excellent. Well, I have to be a little quiet because uh, I'm behind enemy lines, so to speak. I'm I'm not doing a bit. I just happen to live in a very progressive city in a very progressive country. So, <laughs> so I, no uh, one can hear you. I I have to try yeah. at least. Yeah, I could uh, I could get kicked out of my apartment probably. I mean, I imagine my roommates probably wouldn't be that uh, that comfortable with me talking to you. That but, bad. Do, do, are you saying you hide your perspective from your roommates? I hide my perspective from literally every single person I know. Wow. You have um, roommates that would be mad that you're listening to Matt? Well, maybe. Oh, I have a bunch exactly of engaged them on bitches. Too many of those issues. <laughs> I, I, yeah. But we're talking about like my office actually has Black Lives Matter and trans rights or human rights painted on the wall. So it's a it's okay. a little bit of a struggle, um, but something that I've I I found that that same perspective is shared by a lot of people who who call into uh, your show or super chat into various other streams, and I guess I just had something I wanted to share with the people who often ask that that sort of question, um, like how do you how do you stay sane? when everyone around you has full blown TDS, like completely blue pilled. It's, it's crazy. But I guess what I wanted to share was just, I don't know, try to try to clean yourself up, make sure that you cut off any preemptive character attacks. And then once you've taken care of that, just stick to talking about your values. Mm. It's very easy to discuss values, but it's not very, it's not very easy to discuss things like, politics and get really specific about people or policies because i mean yeah any of those things are going to get played up on mainstream media as being evil somehow but values are much more difficult to corrupt that way and and politics should be an outgrowth of those you need a good philosophical basis in the first place i think you're right. i think you're wise to to navigate conversations in that way uh, yeah i always although- have to steer clear of anything specific Man, that doesn't uh, that doesn't weigh in your mind. Are you ma- are you maintaining sanity in this arrangement? Uh, I'm trying. Huh. It's tough. How, how long it, have you been doing it's this? Working so hard. Um, let's see. Well, I started getting into like MRA stuff back in oh. 2013. Okay. 
And I was I was red pilled on the media in like 2008. My state media actually lied about me using my name. Oh no! Yeah, it wasn't about anything that serious, but it was you know really annoying. And once once I heard them lie about me in that way, it was very easy to start pick like start picking apart everything else that they said from then on. Hmm. Yeah. That's wow. Well, uh, any. Good luck to you, man. I don't know. I've, for me, I'm. That's a reason I'm so thankful to have an outlet like this, is because I I just don't talk politics in my everyday life in kind of the same way that that you're describing. Because I don't I don't really want to have conflict with my friends or family or the person at the store that I'm interacting with or something like that. But yeah. I have to have an outlet, or else I go crazy. I, I all the best to you, man. I hope that you that you make it through. Yeah, the only outlet that I can think of when people in your office are watching CNN and even the Young Turks. <laughs> yeah, unironically. Yeah. Uh, the only way I can do that is by discussing values. But that's all I really wanted to share. I think Maybe that's someone a, in the audience could benefit from that. I think that's a smart approach because I think that you'll get to you'll get people thinking about core fundamental ideas without sparking the unnecessary fight. I think you're making wise moves there. Yeah, that's exactly the idea. Yeah, that's a way. To, that's a good way to summarize it. Yeah, but good, anyway, good that's call all I wanted to say. And and Godspeed. Like Joe Biden said, "Yep." And like Joe Biden said, "My time is up." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Have a good night. Oof. That's tough. That is tough. I mean, that's how people get red pill, though. That's why the left needs to be very careful about um, castigating. Yeah, just large swaths of people. It's like, do you think these people are not going to? collaborate and then weaponize their hatred of you at a later date. Yeah. Of course they will. Yeah. Red mage, you there? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Might, might be a little too loud. Um, I haven't got to call in in a while, guys, and I did do a name change um, from the Mecha X Kaiju you could pronounce uh, at the beginning of the year. So how you guys doing? Doing well. I hope that I pronounced this one correctly then. I, I didn't hear you. Red mage? Uh, yeah, red mage, red mage rebel. Gotcha. Uh, I got that um, going across uh, multiple channels here right now. Sure, my X- Xbox name, whole bunch of stuff. Uh, it's using each uh, letter of my initials. Oh, okay, clever, clever. What, what's on your mind? Um, well, very uh, simple things here today. I kind of wanted to get on more of a uh, just a good feel good story. Um, a while ago, uh, when everything was burning down, um, I don't remember uh, the the Scores Bar incident uh, in uh, Minneapolis. Refresh my memory. Um, it's it was just one of the bars that were completely destroyed mm-hmm. uh, during the uh, peaceful protests. Okay. Um, and th- this man, uh, he was a, a firefighter of the region. And um, he went to open the bar. COVID hit, so he never actually got a chance to open the bar. And then they destroyed it. And so he, uh, oh, th- was this the this was the black guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. And that's right. Who, who was who was crying? Yeah. on the news. And then they look over, and like somebody's trying to grab the guy safe. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. What? We, I don't remember. We, this no, at all. we played it on the show. If you saw the clip, you'd remember it. Or 
Maybe that was maybe that was the sh- the week you were out. There was Minneapolis stuff the week you were out. It might have been that when I was having the baby. Yeah, it was around that oh, time. So I don't remember this at all. So. But yeah, it, it's exactly what he's describing. It, it, it's a black businessman. I think he was like a former firefighter, retired yes. firefighter. And he really? started up a sports bar in Minneapolis. And saved that, that uh, like, spent his you know life savings on this thing and didn't open up per covid, as he was saying. And he's, so he's had to postpone his dreams of opening his own sports bar, waited through coronavirus, spent all his money, worked his way up the hard way. And then the rioters uh, burn it down. And then the, he's on CNN being interviewed. This crying, sounds vaguely familiar. Crying yeah. about his life being ruined. And someone's trying to to get to his safe while he's watching. No, I, we talked about this yeah. when I was there. I should have remembered. Yeah. So it was it, like a group of two dudes and a chick that were doing I it. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Is, okay. is there any updates? Is there anything that. new on that front? I, I, I know he did very well on GoFundMe, thankfully. Yeah, yes. Um, I was one of those people within the first week because I, I saw that and I saw that on the show and I was like, wow, that that is the worst thing of humanity I would ever see in yeah. my life. Um, so, you know, I donated five dollars to that. Sure. Everyone else is like there are still people donating to that. Th- this is what's crazy. Um, he asked for a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. He got a million. Uh, like he's he's Good. well overreached his goal. But that's just uh, a point I want to prove that if you have a, you know, a just cause and I mean, you have real pain in the in this world, people will will come. People will you know, give to, to relieve, yeah. you know, what's going on with people. Well, I'm glad to hear it about him. I hope he builds yeah. a, I hope he builds a palatial sports bar in South Dakota yeah. and leaves all these people behind. Oh yeah. And, um, well, and with GoFundMe to the point you're making, like, yes, it is such an awesome tool for people to voluntarily help others in need or people who have been wronged. And that's why I find it so funny. It's like people, another example is people raise money for medical expenses all the time. And I see people on the left on Facebook and elsewhere saying, oh, what kind of country would a person have to go to GoFundMe to pay for medical expenses? What are you talking about? What people voluntarily and charitably supporting another person in need? Why is that bad? Are you saying you should be able to rob everyone at gunpoint to support these things? Is that that's what a more humane country would do? Of course. That's bizarre. GoFundMe. Well, no, they, they won't. They won't do it. They just just have the government do it. Well, that's them. but that's what I mean. Yes, just have <laughs> someone else do the gunpoint robbery for them. Yes. Um. You. Um. Well, you used to have a wonderful group of of delinquents. Uh, in the chat, uh, part of the Fonboy uh fan club. <laughs> really? Have they have they moved out or what have they done? I don't, I don't know. To be honest, like there was a point where I had to step out of chat because I was, I was foaming at the mouth on these kids. Yeah. Um, but it was this, this dude whose name, whose literal tag was Bernie Bros. And this guy, we, we were having a conversation about the, the healthcare. Uh, and then one of his things was like, well, you know, if you see somebody struggling, help out. Well, I don't have any money to help out. Sure. Uh, and, and it's like, why? Per the, not not everybody is in position to help all the time, but but for those people who are, like for example, I mean, I, if you even on the gunpoint issue, if you told me I'll relieve your entire federal tax burden, but you must contribute to charities with that money, 
fine, way better. At least I can support charity in my local community and at least I can vet those charities. I'd rather take every cent and support it, support a charity that I choose that I can vet. I don't know why you're, you're scoffing at me. I get that everything should I'm be I'm not vol- scoffing at you. It's just the thought that like I would have to give my tax, you know, to give it to charity either. I'd like much that. rather give it to a charity that I can vet than to the IRS, where it goes to unknown government employee pensions and all sorts of inefficiency. That's true. I would just drop off a bag of money at the local synagogue. That's how I would. It, it. You're telling me that if the government said to you, OK, no more no more income tax at the federal level, you can just sign checks to Indian abused dogs. You're not you're not uh, making it rain over there at the Indian pound. OK. <laughs> I hate dogs now, though, so... <laughs> anyway, we gotta let you go, man, but wait, final thought if you want it. Uh, no, uh, the only thing that I wanted to say real quick is that um, the one thing I do like about the, uh, the their, at least GoFundMe, is that they are always updating, hmm. and they they are, um, they have done nothing but help, but, you know, use that money to get gather supplies for the people who are actually helping pick up the community. Uh, so they're not only trying to help their business, but they're actually really outreaching to the businesses that were also um well that's very good he sounds like a stand-up dude and i hope he does well he probably will because it sounds like he's got the right work ethic and and, and of course the uh, funds now to uh good procure good for you <laughs> thanks for the update man. A, yeah i just wanted to th- throw a little bit of happiness sure up in here much so. appreciated thank you <laughs> have a good night you as well okay we're at the top of the hour so we are due for a break all right, I'm going to go feed Emily. Okay, and I, uh, I might be in callers when you get back in a second, but I will, uh, I'll see how much we got on Super Chat, and then we'll get to email questions at the bottom of the hour. We'll see you uh, momentarily. Okay, um, let's see what we got. Over on Streamlabs, just a couple. Dell says, uh, I'm on the list tonight, but remove me because I have to go. Just a quick note. I decided to go to a new dentist, and I'm so happy. The first appointment was already a lot better than my last dentist. I don't even have to use uh, the pepper spray. Well, that's that's good to hear. Very gentle, kind dentist. I know that, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know about you, Dell, but I, I imagine Maud's dental needs might be, uh, might be quite uh, extensive. Lamentation says New York released some somebody charged with attempted murder on no bail. Guy proceeds to take part in three drive-by shootings. Bail reform works just fine. I have not seen that story, but I need to check that out if that's true. Holy cow. Great job to uh, Bill de Blasio and Andrew Cuomo. I saw a great article today that Andrew Cuomo is um, begging the rich people of New York to return to the state to help them recover uh, and, and Bill de Blasio is, of course, talking about coronavirus checkpoints to get into New York City soon. Sooner rather than later, Cuomo and de Blasio are going to have to be devising strategies to keep people in New York. You're going to see it soon. Checkpoints to leave New York, not checkpoints to get in. Coming soon. Over on. Oh, I got to refresh to navigate Susan's uh, awesome user friendly system over on YouTube. Thank you, Susan. By the way, on the topic of Susan. Um, a friend of the channel, Neo and realist had his video. He streamed about the George Floyd, uh, body cam footage more or less right after it was released. And Susan took that down the same way she took down the, uh, the demon semen, uh, hydroxychloroquine lady. And the same way they used to take us all down for mentioning Eric Charmella. Now, what's crazy about the, uh, 
about taking people down for the George Floyd body cam footage, I didn't realize until today the full body cam footage is on the Daily Mail's YouTube channel. So yet again, Susan is allowing the quote-unquote authoritative media to post clips that the regular guy can't even discuss. It's going to get even more crazy on YouTube uh, very, very soon. Um, why is not Oh, I'm confused because uh, speaking of Susan's awful systems... I'm confused because, of course, her dates are wrong. That's why. Susan is saying all the chats are from August 2nd, which, of course, they're not. But here we go. Holden Mulray says, hey, truth seekers, Senator Warren and others want a wealth tax. I say we already have one. Inflation, federal monetary policy, uh, taxes, savings, and rewards debtors like U.S. government. God bless. Yeah, I think that's a fair way to look at it, for sure. Holden also says, hey, truth seekers, no diss on C.S. Lewis, but the Bible itself is a more profitable and maybe easier read. I think you'll appreciate the lucid simplicity of God's word when you are ready. God bless. You know, I took, um, I was out uh, for a long time out uh, um, on a long hike, actually, last Thursday. And for the majority of it, I got deep into C.S. Lewis again. And I'm, I'm, most of the way through the audiobook of mere Christianity, and of course I agree with almost everything that's being said about natural rights and natural law, there's a lot of discussion about Jesus Christ. There's a lot of discussion about specific Christian theology, obviously. I still feel like I'm in the same spot, though, where he's not connecting me to the specifics of Christianity based on what I can observe in nature. And I'm not saying that it's it's poorly written or anything like that. I just I feel like I'm not getting that connection that I've been looking for. So... Maybe we'll have to move on from um, move on to some more readings once I'm done with that one. Bill Bliz, or Bill Biz, says Seattle Black Lives Matter protesters filed a lawsuit in federal court claiming that they are being priced out of exercising their First Amendment rights because of the need to purchase protective gear, establishing a de facto protest tax. Oh well, whose fault is that? We'll see how that one goes in court. Thank you, Bill. Black Magic says, I can't understand why basic laundry care is so controversial these days. If you want your whites white, you, <laughs> you need to separate them from the colors. And the, and some and some colors need separation from each other. Uh, it sounds like a great laundry strategy to keep your, uh, your colors all vivid and uh, true to their original off-the-shelf form. Thank you, Black Magic. Shaniqua Stunning and Brave says, Melbin... Is now under stage four house arrest for six weeks. Military on the streets, work papers needed, one family member to food shop once a week, mandatory masks, $9,000 fines, all for 13,000 infections and 162 deaths. I've heard some of the stuff coming out of Melbourne, and that is uh, that is outright insanity, man. I, I Godspeed to you guys who are there. That is, I mean, that is all the pieces of, small-scale tyranny we've seen in the United States injected with steroids and crammed together into one big ball of nonsense. So I, I hope some people are pushing back on that. And especially, I, I looked at Australia's coronavirus stats recently because some people were telling me about this. Australia as a country, I believe, I have to double-check, is, is lower in deaths per capita than my state of Montana or a lot of states comparable, which were, on, were one of the lowest in the entire country. So that level of strict restriction applied to you guys for what is uh, a, a virtually non-existent problem in Australia is a very it's a very scary precedent for sure. All the best to you. Melanie Dias says was seeing a patient in Kentucky and stopped for a gas or a, uh, stopped for a gas in a bathroom break when Karen the gap toothed cashier tried to shame me for being sans face blanky while indoors. 
because nothing says sterile like a gas station bathroom <laughs> in Kentucky. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I'm sorry to hear that you were mask shamed, but uh, <laughs> at least you got a good story out of it. Uh, Dangerous Spaces says, if you check my cleaned up caller list in the Roll Call channel, I delete the random comments, not admin though, so I can't clear double posted names. Uh, send me an email, Dangerous Spaces. I know that you've been helping out with that and that does help me uh, navigate the names a little bit better, so I'm sure I can get you Discord permissions as long as you promise to exercise them responsibly. I appreciate the help that you're doing. It does uh, help us out uh, quite a lot. So send me an email and maybe we can figure that out. Mother Anna Luna says, you guys look exhausted or maybe like today wasn't a great day. I hope tomorrow is better for you. Um, I've had, no, today's fine. Today's fine. I've had a few wrinkles tossed into my day that maybe make me a little, maybe I'm a little more on edge today than, than normally. Um, but even still, generally speaking, like I've been saying, um, it's just overall the state of the country, the state of all of the creeping tyranny, the state of the propaganda right now, just the state of the world is getting harder to maintain kind of that happy-go-lucky, optimistic outlook. And that's a, I just, I'm, I'm in a, a state of more annoyance than I used to be. And I'm trying to fight back against that because I don't want these people to win. I, I sort of believe that there's a lot of nefarious forces who want us to be in states of conflict and annoyance and at each other's throats. And I don't want to give into that. That said, there's a lot of bullshit going on right now, and it's hard not to be annoyed. So doing the best I can for sure. And all the best to you, Mother Luna. Timothy Frampton says, Twitter banned Trump from tweeting. Anyone hear about this? I have not. Must, uh, must be new news right about now, so I'll have to look into it. Gabe the Dizzle says, Blonde's facial expressions say everything that needs to be said about this caller. Hey, uh, I, you know... I, I, as I've said, anybody who calls in and says, Hey, you're wrong. I'll, I, I want to kind of get into that because I like, I like to hear why I like challenge and it, to be as fair as possible. It is not easy to go onto someone else's platform in front of an audience and challenge them and say, you're wrong. Here's why. So I will always admire and appreciate the courage to do that. And I don't want to be I don't want to be too dismissive or, or, you know, make fun of people or anything like that. We're all a community here. And, um, and I, I want people to feel like they can do that too. That said, if you're telling me I'm wrong. Bring it, man. Bring it. Let's go. Cause you know, I, I, I want people to do that. I don't want an echo chamber. Uh, confusion, cold fusion, sorry. Cold fusion waffles says, I think he wants you to call for death squads. Uh, that's blonde shtick. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe that was the issue. Danny Montana says, uh, LeMayo N-word didn't come with his A-game. Oh, was he the guy who used to have the N-word um, name? I, I, maybe. I don't know. The Stealth Hispanic, if you want a serious laugh, Joe Biden hasn't picked a possible VP yet, but Kanye West has chosen his running mate for the 2020 election. I don't understand what's going on with Kanye. I thought he dropped out, but apparently not. It was announced that he was quitting, but now he's back in. Who the hell's his running mate? Anyway, I haven't seen. Uh, I forgot how to pronounce this one. Arseniv? Arsen in Isn't it Arson Investigator? or Arson. That's right. It says in the super chat. I'm so dumb if I just read on. I'm an I'm a fire investigator 
or some would say an arson investigator. So arson in INV. I'll remember that. Committed to memory. But weekly reminder, stay strapped, stay strapped, or get clapped. Thank you uh, for supporting the show, and sorry about the persistent mispronunciation, Mr. Arson and Ben. I am not going to be niggardly. Jason Bolt says, I like... I like joggers for the most part. It's those damn bikes I can't stand. Uh, I generally agree. If you're biking in a well-trafficked roadway without a shoulder on it, you can go to hell. I'm sorry. I, I have no patience for those people. There's nothing but a bajillion bike trails in this part of the country, but you have to pick one of the most high-trafficked roads in town with no shoulder to take it up. Like, And the thing that drives me nuts about bike bicyclists, too, and I'm sorry to offend the bicyclists in the audience, nothing personal. There's just a few bad actors among your group. The, the type of bicyclist that wants to behave as both a car and a pedestrian? No, you get to pick one. You don't get to use the crosswalk as a pedestrian and then enter the lane of traffic as a car and other such nonsense like that. You have to pick one, bikers out there. And it, it, it drives me insane. Uh, Quantum Football says, Brittany Sellner is at least a cup size bigger lately. Are she and Martin making a mini nationalist soon? Thank you for the observation. I, I do not know. You'll have to speculate. Darlene Cates says, uh, just checking in to let you know I'm still alive and kicking, but not too high. Son moved back to Arizona from Michigan after three years and gotten a couple hours ago. So not watching tonight, but got to preserve our safe space. Well, thank you for supporting the show, Darlene. Glad to hear that you're back with your son. And I hope you guys enjoy each other's company. Let's see. Um, I think we're mostly caught up. Oh, I, DLive. I'm sorry, DLive, guys. I don't mean to uh, give you the short end of the stick here. Uh, ETC says, does Susan allow grammar Nazis? Never change, blonde. Uh... I don't, yeah, I don't know. Good question. I don't know Susan's opinion on grammar Nazis in particular. We got uh, Silosopher and ETC gifting subs. Thank you guys for that. And uh, ETC also says, yeah, Blonde has a riot baby. I forgot. Well, I hope that young Emmeline has some good stories about how crazy the world was when she was born. And I certainly hope that those stories can be enjoyed from the perspective of a greatly improved future where none of this bullshit is happening anymore. But I start to worry that maybe this is the trajectory we're going down and what if today what if today is the good old days i mean imagine that what if the insanity that is at present is actually the good old days 10 years down the line that's the stuff that's kind of weighing on my mind right now and getting me in a little tougher mental spots for sure and i'm trying to resist being down about that sort of thing but it's hard to ignore ignore the trajectory absolutely Let's hop back into callers. I think we're uh, we're caught up. I'm going to highlight Darlene so I remember my spot. And uh, let's see. Someone else is uh, is up next. Someone else, you there? Hello. What's on your mind? Uh, someone else. And uh, first time calling in. Hello. I've been a long time listener. Just want to say hi. Sure. Thanks yeah. for tuning in. Yeah. And um and it's just me for now, but Blonde might be back momentarily. That's fine. You can pass along the message. I wanted to say congratulations to Blonde. I know it's been a little while since she's had her little one, but uh, it's it's a joy. Uh, we just had our baby girl turn one years old. and Oh, well, congrats. That, that's very cool. Is that your uh, first child? It sure is. We got a second one on the way now. Well, double congratulations then. <laughs> Thank you very much. So I just wanted to say also that you're very kind to your callers as a general uh, 
rule. Uh oh, you, do you think I was rude? You calling me out? No, oh. no, I absolutely oh. did not. I mean oh. that genuinely. I thought I was, I was, I was bracing myself for a bot. So no, thank you for that. No, not at all. Just you, as some some people in the chat will understand. Um, so I, I also wanted to mention a story and see what you thought about it. Sure. I was in Lowe's recently, so my wife and I we recent recently purchased this place and we're trying to get the appliances upgraded in it. Um, had some issues getting our deliveries on time and went into the store. Well, when I was in the store talking to the assistant manager, telling them it had been several times for us uh, being in there and trying to get things worked out, I said that the person next to them, I said, this, this fine gentleman next to you was here when we originally came in and made this adjustment to the mm -hmm. order. Person leaned over and said, gentlemen. Oh, no. And, uh, you know, turns out they were uh, trans. Okay. I, I did not know. Their name tag said Randy. They had serious sideburns and did not make any clear attempt to is this, uh, is this, assume the gender. Is this Randy gender. with an I and a heart over the I instead of a dot? No, no. It was Randy with a Y. Really? Like General Randy. Like that's that's a yeah. guy's name, generally speaking. There are some girl Randys out there, but it's more commonly a dude. There are, and that has been my experience as well. But it just it it struck me strange because they kind of leaned over, like, "Excuse me." Um, this was assuming a, my gender. This was a store employee. Correct. And that's did, right. What what sort of effort did Randy put in? Was it just long hair, or was what are we what are we dealing with here? They're so okay. I'll give them that COVID make it a little more difficult to make uh, steps in that trajectory. However, there were clear sideburns. Okay. Um, are we talking incidental no... or intentional? Like I just forgot to shave, or like these are deliberate choices of sideburns? Oh no! It was half an inch to an inch long. Okay. That took some time. And like cleanly trimmed and everything. Correct. Okay. Yes. All right. And okay. so, so what happened was a moment later, I, I kind of took a moment to process the fact that they leaned over to me and said that. And then I, I kind of leaned over to them and I said, Hey, you know, did I, did I screw up by uh, saying gentlemen? And then they didn't respond to me. Their manager responded to me saying, Oh yeah, you sure did. And that was a thing that kind of caught me off guard. Mm. So I was just curious to get um, your input or blonde input. Obviously, she's unavailable at the moment. But what? How, how do you feel about that situation? Oh, did you catch it? I caught the end. I I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so big sideburns. Randy at Lowe's leaned over and said, "Oh, you misgendered me." The employee, yeah, working at Lowe's. Was he fucking with you? No, not at all. And the manager that was there trying to help me resolve the situation uh, was like, you screwed up. To you? Yeah, because I, I was trying to tell them about the history of the situation. I said, oh, well, this fine gentleman here was there at the time. Maybe they have some understanding. Of what and you were, you were on it, it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you were just trying to be an honestly decent person. You weren't saying this fine gentleman to slight Randy. Correct. Yeah. I was just yeah. being polite. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, I would have just emasculated that guy until he cried. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, maybe I do believe you're a woman now, you 
crying little bitch. <laughs> Go suck on your mommy's teeth. God. <laughs> I to your question, I have never had an experience like that. Like uh, transgenderism is not really common here. I have seen people in in public settings at stores and things, but it's never been um, an employee an employee or someone I've had to interact with. I can think of one restaurant in town where I think one of the hostess, the hosts or hostesses is transgender, but does she put some effort in? Like, I bet they take effort though. Don't yes. They? They like I look that way. Yeah. Like I can tell, but it's pretty clear to me. Like this person is presenting as female. So what sure, you're telling me is it was like, like friend who's got a, a brother who is, transgendered into female and yeah they call themselves bunny and it's very clear and i respect them for that and you know whatever do you this was just a dude with like straight straight dude straight up just sideburns and big swinging dick and he's that's, like i that's identify how as, i want off this rat. like this is <laughs> well fair enough Real quick before we let you go, you said the manager came in and said that you were basically at fault. What specifically was said to you? Were you asked to apologize to Randy or? I was not asked to apologize. I just leaned over to Randy and said, hey, did I screw up by, okay. you know, uh, saying Mr. Whatever gentleman. And they and then the manager was the one that came in and said, yeah, yeah, you definitely. But, but did. he didn't ask you to do anything or she. Correct. Okay. I, I, I wonder if you're going to get like banned from Lowe's or you're going to get on the, the bad person list or something like that. No, they're just going to take an extra month and a half to deliver our stuff partially because of COVID and maybe because of Randy. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that's they right. gave us money off. Sorry though, about so your appliances. Kind of no, it's all good. We'll live. Well, thanks, man. It's, uh, it's nice to hear from you and thanks for tuning in and, and for supporting the show. Thanks for having us. Yep. For me. And congrats on the kids. What? Or the, Appreciate uh, well, it, yeah. Both really. He's he just had his firstborn and uh new uh another one on the way. Oh nice. Yeah. Congratulations. One year old. Congratulations, Blonde. It's gonna be fun. Uh thank you. It is a lot of fun. Have a good night. You too, bye. Let's see. Uh Buddha is up after that. Buddha Fett. Buddha Fett, you're good to go if you're ready. Uh, do you guys want to talk body armor or the uh, Lebanon explosion? I'm more interested in the Lebanon explosion, but because mm-hmm. I, I have not followed it super closely. But of course, I saw the, the breaking news yesterday and I got a shout out to uh, our, our listener and friend, Michael Schlecht, who was tweeting out how coronavirus deaths have spiked in Beirut as a result of the explosion. Wow. So here's (laughs) a few facts to start before we get into any discussion on it. It was 2,750 tons of some nitrate-based explosive. So that could be anything from the base nitrates in tannerite to ammonium nitrate, depending on how what other compounds were mixed into it. Uh, So roughly 5.5 million pounds. uh, As far as the TNT scale, which is the go-to scale of how big a blast of an explosion is roughly 2.2 kilotons okay what do we have a i don't know what that means because i don't have a basis for comparison but do we have could we compare that to something to get a sense as far as blast yield it's in line with similar with 
reasonable sized nukes. Really? So just so a, similar power, just no radiation, large obviously. Blast, just no radiation. Yeah. Um, they know that it was salvaged off a sinking ship, and it was unsecured in a warehouse stored in basically giant sacks of a thousand pounds each for nine to twelve. Really? Years. So is is the fireworks thing BS, or were fireworks actually a part of this? You could see. As I go ahead, sorry. As I understand it, it was some sort of government depot mm-hmm. where they took confiscated explosives. So my guess is that those were like munitions, like bullets going off. Oh, okay. Uh, and the, the fire started somewhere over there. I haven't seen anything proving that there was fireworks on it. Um, the government has come out and said that we will punish anyone who was involved in the negligence of how this was stored. Uh, because hmm. multiple government leaders, one political party leader, and then was killed, as well as, I believe, the head of their government-owned electric company. Okay. Uh, wow. It registered as a 4.7 earthquake on the Richter scale, too. Holy oh cow, gosh. that's significant, yeah. Yeah, it was massive. The The pier that it was in, as far as where that building was, it's now completely, the crater is deep enough that the sea has come in and filled that area holy shit wow i I hadn't seen that before and after drone footage is phenomenal i've compiled a lot of stuff because i work with explosives so i've been kind of gathering info from all kinds of guys who deal with a lot of nitrate based explosives and i can forward those to your email if you want to throw Um, some of them up into the sunday sure yeah i i I would anticipate this might be something we'll talk about on sunday i I never know until we get to sunday but it's significant world news of course yeah but yeah as far as blasts go it's it seems to be unprecedented as far as i've never i've never seen clips like what i saw military attack yeah yeah i've never seen that to me, I saw that and I see a, a mushroom cloud and people are saying like tactical nuke type stuff. And I'm, I'm making Call of Duty jokes because I don't know what I'm watching right now. It looks like it's out of a right. movie or a video game. So primarily the large white cloud was uh, vaporized water because of the proximity to the water. Oh, yeah. It was it was a warehouse pretty much on the waterfront. And because the blast went down and basically the water came in, all that heat yeah. from the blast turned a ton of water into vapors, gotcha. which is why you had this giant white cloud appear mm-hmm. and then create that. Uh, as right. far as things go, it's not looking like it was being hidden as some other military attack that's being stealthed as a government fuck up. Mm-hmm. But it just looks like the bunch of incompetent people got together and put a metric fuck ton of explosives together and didn't take care of it. Imagine that. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you for the information. That's helpful. All right. Have a good, we'll night. Have a good weekend. Uh, let's see. We could take a couple more calls before the bottom of the hour here. The, this is just a name I can't read. It's a variation of the N word. So uh, let's see. We could take a couple more get calls. That stream. Uh, no. Get that stream muted. Mr. N word. And, uh, be careful. I don't want to I don't want to incur Susan's wrath here. What's on your mind? <laughs> uh that is that is not a uh that's a that's a real dictionary word. Not a not a bad word at all. What you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're good. Uh well, it's nice to meet uh to uh speak with you in person finally. I've uh listening to you for a while. Well, thanks for listening. <clears throat> I I'm calling to um 
to talk about what I what uh, I've discovered a um, uh, an infuriating trend in uh, in the culture and and academia mm-hmm. uh, where I work. Um, I uh, um, recently had to um, look through the web pages of a uh, hundred to two hundred um, departments that uh, are the same as the one I work in, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and I saw, of course, a um, uh, a great many uh, statements about uh, Black Lives Mattering and um, sure, yeah. yeah condemning the the hunting of uh of our uh our fellow dark-skinned um citizens yeah and um um i also noticed that out of that uh of those 200 um departmental websites i saw maybe uh five or ten that had a single white man um on a, uh, in a, in a picture anywhere. Um, and so, so anyway, I was thinking about, um, so your, your previous caller that was talking about the, um, uh, the, uh, person that was, uh, identifying as a woman. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, um, and it occurs to me that the, um, uh, the, uh, the the only institutional racism that actually exists, um, uh, the affirmative action is going to ramp up uh, like crazy in the near future. Are you, uh, are you comfortable sharing point. what the department or discipline that you're looking through is? I, I'm curious if it's. I, I'm a scientist, so uh-huh. it's um it's 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 one of the sciences. I, I, I so we're not talking that. women's <laughs> studies or something like that. It is, it is not women's studies. Okay. No. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, one of the, one of the sciences, but, uh, I would definitely be fired if, uh, anyone knew my political leanings. Um, so at any rate, um, well, that, that has that always um, been the case or is this, um, like how long have you been in this environment? Uh, I have, I've been a, well, I've been in the environment since, uh, 90s okay so you've seen a good long time do you think that things are how do things compare to the 90s when you first started as far as the political climate within your discipline or on your campus or yeah what what are we looking at now compared to then oh just in general it's 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 gotten so much worse i mean it's um it, it is to the point where when when i was a student Certainly, um, people could talk about uh, those things. They would would whisper a little bit when they talked about it, but yeah. they would still talk about it. Yeah. Um, but now that's just not the case at all. You you, you can't say wrong things um, and expect to still be employed. Hmm. Do do you? What's your strategy in this? Do you just hide your perspective altogether? Do you try to drop? little seeds or, or what do you do in your work environment? Depends on the, uh, depends on who I'm talking to. Hmm. Um, but, um, but for the most part, I, I just don't, I just won't talk politics with anyone. Yeah. Um, that's, it's just too dangerous. Wow. Well, and that's the even, thing is, even I, the, 
like if you're in an apolitical discipline, yeah, maybe you don't need to anyway, but to your point, a lot of those political themes are being shoved into these departments anyway. And it's just that you can't push oh, back absolutely. on them. Uh, the emails that I get about the, about the trainings and the, uh, the, the anti-racism and yeah. the, Oh my goodness. It is, uh, it is really ramping up. So, so at any rate, I, I was thinking about a, uh, potential way to, um, to fight back a little bit yeah, at sure. any rate, um, both for, um, for potential, uh, students and also people just applying for jobs in general. Um, it occurs to me that because the, uh, uh the affirmative action will, uh, really be pushed i think mm -hmm. um uh, in the near future that um people can identify as anything they want <laughs> they use their own rules to your own advantage yeah i think that's one angle right so you know i think that if if everyone just started identifying as uh black or hispanic um then uh it, it would it would cease to to be a way to uh, uh, to exclude um, uh, based on race. And it should be a fair trade. Can they not identify as white to cash in on the privilege? I would think that they should be able to do that. I don't they, know exactly. If if the privilege is so great, then um, then yeah, they should. Interesting. They should well, well, thank you for sharing your thoughts. It's not. It's not often that we get a perspective from inside the insanity that is uh, the campus environments right now. So thank yeah. you for that. No problem. All right. Well, have a good night. <clears throat> Thanks, you too. Man, that was a cool call. Sorry we went a little long, but uh, that's not a common call that we get either. So I want to hear what he had to say. Um, Seriously, how do we get here? I mean, I guess we've been kind of watching a slow motion crash over the last... I don't know, 15 years. Yeah. Well, it's it, in just a few years, I've gone from somebody who thought, absolutely, I will send my kids to college almost to no fucking way to, to I have to give myself reasons to send them to college. I think I still yeah. would for the right kid going into the right disciplines, but I'd be very careful about it. And just, you know, five, 10 years ago, it would have been an absolute yes. Even if I don't think the kid is a perfect fit, I think it's a net plus and he should, he or she should go. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we're standing on top of a massive collapse in the coming years. We'll see how that plays out. Anyway, we'll, uh, we'll end it on calls there tonight. Thank you guys for your patience. And uh, that is much appreciated. If you're having trouble getting into the show or you want to participate, but you can't do it live, please do send us an email. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line so we know that's what it's for. And we will respond to those thoughts and questions in the last half hour of the show, uh, otherwise known as right now. Nomad says, great evening to you, Matt and Blonde. Did you all see the article Michael Tracy at M Tracy wrote for Medium? Did you see Tim Pool's video on it? If so, what do you think of it? Uh, it really brought the light, brought to light the way the rioters and terrorists have hurt people they've claimed to want to protect. I've not, I, I'm unfamiliar with the work, so I'll have to check check it out. Me too. Am I supposed to know about this? If I'm guessing based on the description here, I, maybe it's a, a pretty good uh, summary of of what we were talking about prior, where who's harmed by the riots built on false pretenses in places like Minneapolis, black business owners, black employees at area businesses, 
that that's the irony you talk about white people that have to deal with this and be called racist all the time yeah, the 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 sort of places like um that particular neighborhood of minneapolis are going to suffer immensely and it's going to be qualitatively worse for black lives in many many ways not to mention that there are no jobs so perhaps uh perhaps joining a gang is a more appealing or plausible life route yeah. And this is on them, though, for allowing themselves to be manipulated by white leftists. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's the Malcolm X quote, right? Like, there's nothing more dangerous than the white progressive. Something like that. He said some. I forget what the exact quote is. But yeah, wow. that's the irony. This horseshoe theory abound with me. Right <laughs> Malcolm now. X, eh? Yeah. Love that um, Malcolm X. <laughs> but yeah, it's true that that uh, that there are going to be massive amounts of victims of these of all of this nonsense the, supposedly these are the people that these movements are trying to protect and they're victimizing them 100 percent uh chad says what has alan omar done to improve minneapolis um well you know everybody knows that uh somalis with their high iq and their ability to cultivate meaningful cultures and build cities and everything i mean they they are just net contributors to every place that they go in the world and Somalia is so beautiful. I mean, I just wish one day I could I could if travel you, there. If you're into replica Mogadishu's, she's done a phenomenal mm, yeah. job. Continues Mogadishu to. in the summer. It's I hear it rivals Paris. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll go live from Mogadishu. Let's yeah. let's try that one. Uh, I mean, obviously nothing. Although she's woke on Israel, I'll say that. <laughs> Come on. She's a little far on some things, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Immigration fraud. End of list. I think she's a little far on some of the Israel stuff, too. Oh, that's what you Yeah, that's about. what I meant. I think she's a little... She gets some things right. She's a little know. off on a few of her takes. Uh, I, I'm comfortable saying that. I'm mostly joking. Jacob says, what do you, what do you guys think of Rhett Weinstein's Unity 2020 pitch? where a center-left president and a center-right vice president run and reverse roles every term until their terms are what? exhausted. I'd have to read it in more detail to follow. It sounds... A center-left president and a center-right vice president run and reverse roles every term until their terms are exhausted. Okay, so they're co-running mates, and if they won two terms, then the past vice president becomes the new president the next time around. Um... It just this just sounds like a third party to me. Like, what's the distinction between this and a third party? That's fine. I'm yeah. all in favor of that sort of thing. But why? And also, here here's the problem with me. Like, the center is not necessarily a point of merit. I want principles, not fence riding, for example. Yeah. I want to know your values. And values can't just be, I'm a mediator or I... Let's put it this way. Halfway to crazy, halfway to communism is not a virtue. I don't want anything to do with that center. What I want is perspective that's grounded in solid principle and philosophy, even if I disagree with it. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I'd have to I don't want to dump on Brett's plan because Brett's a thoughtful guy. I'm sure he I also haven't even heard. I'm this. sure he has more to say about it than that. All I'm saying is if it, if if center is treated as a virtue, I have some questions there. Because center means almost nothing to me. Center is a, a relative term. And if one of the poles or if, if, if one of the, um, the ends 
relative to that center point is insane people. I don't want to compromise with insane people. That's that's yeah. what worries me. Uh, Chris, I'm assuming that Joe Biden wins the election. Do you think his assassination will be made to look like a heart attack or other medical problem? Or do you think they will stage it as white nationalists killing him for winning winning in order to keep the fires of rage stoked? I mean, I think it's also possible that he just dies. I think it's a likelihood, not even a possibility. Like, yeah, even if Joe Biden's elected chances, he, he finishes the first term. I'd put it at under 50 percent chances. He is able to serve out a second term. I'd put it at under 25, maybe under 10. Oh, it's got to be lower than that. So, yeah. Uh, do you think. I don't think he I don't think the likelihood of assassination for him. I guess the question is by whom I read this thinking assassinated by whom, like conservatives, small government people. No assassination no. by the Democratic by Party. Oh, yeah, yeah. OK, that makes sense. Now I understand. Yeah. Do you think they will stage it as white nationalists killing him for, for winning in order to keep? Uh, well, that's certainly two birds, one stone. Think that if, if you can assassinate him, get him out of the way, put AOC or whoever in his place and blame it on the evil right wing, you've really that's that's I don't know how many birds that's it. That, that is that's more than two. That's a job well done. But uh, Hillary's people have a very strong game to pull off that sort of thing. You want to read this next one? I very seriously considered not putting this in the notes because I knew it was going to piss you off. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to assume good intentions because I've been kind of testy tonight, admittedly. And uh, and even some super chatters were like, man, you seem like you're you're down or something. Kind of like I've I've been in a state of annoyance for several weeks. So I'm going to try to be fair here. Uh, Jason says, Matt, uh, you clearly love your woman. Why don't you have a super small wedding to actually get and be married and start living your best life now? Then you can plan a show wedding for later when it's easier to schedule with people. Putting your life, your family's life on hold is the exact opposite of what you should do when society is breaking down around you. Start living your best life now and let this woman who loves you be a part of or be your wife as she wants to be. Quit putting her on hold for some perfect wedding and if she is the and if she's the one putting it on hold for a perfect wedding, be the man and tell her you aren't going to wait any longer to make her your own. Then toss her over your shoulder and take her to the courthouse. Start your family question. Why won't you make your fiance your wife ASAP? I'm going to assume good intentions there that. I get it. You, you, you know, you want people to be happy. You want them to build a family. I understand. However. Uh, the premise of all of these questions, first of all, is just wrong. I, I haven't delayed my wedding at all. We are planning the wedding that we both want. Uh, it's it's going to happen in October. I haven't postponed anything. And obviously, I'm <laughs> the implication that I'm not working with my fiance to build our lives and build our wedding. I don't know where that's coming from. Jason, this, this strikes me as extremely presumptuous. All of your questions are based on knowledge that you don't have and are presuming to have. And it's also about a topic that's extremely personal and intimate. But why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Well, because it's my life, not yours, Jason. And we're, we are building our best life together according to what both she and I want. So I, I don't want to be too hard on you, but... Um, I just I don't know that that you would appreciate that sort of question driven at you in that way. Like, why aren't you doing what I would do? Because I'm not you. That that's why. Um, and and of course, just as a factual matter too. Um, 
I just don't I don't know why you would presume presume to know what it is that my fiance wants or what we want. Because we have booked an event at the I'll tell I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you a little bit of a personal story. When we went to the venue that we chose, we had shopped around and looked at some venues and we couldn't really agree. I liked some spots. She liked some others. There were some we didn't like at all. When we walked into the venue that we chose, we both knew immediately. This is it. This is the spot. hundred percent. And we've been planning our, our day there ever since that was back in March. Nothing's changed. Haven't postponed it. Nobody's life is being put on hold. We're building the life that we want to build and I can't wait to do it. So That's sweet. Yeah. I, I I'm going to assume Jason's question is coming from a good place there, but, um, Anyway, thanks. <laughs> what's what's going on? Is there like a murder going on in your house right now or what? Can you hear it? No, I it's just I can just judge by your facial expressions. Oh, it's just the I, the baby just started freaking out. Hmm. I'm trying to see if my mom's able to. Oh. Bimbo says, since Discord is user unfriendly, how do you deal with the delusional? If presented with reality and facts, someone says reality is wrong and they are right. Can you reason with the unreasonable at what and what percent of the country are those that deny reality? It's a good question. Uh, I mean, I think we're going to have different answers to this, but I'm at a place where I'm like, why bother? Well, I think, I think you have to bother for two reasons. One, because there's a moral obligation to do that. I don't think that you have a moral right to go impose your way on other people. I think you have to convince them to behave in ways that are good, not just for you, but for them to live a life that is good for everybody themselves included. Second piece, I would say, is because what what is the single the single distinguishing factor about humanity as a species? It's the ability to reason. All other yeah. animals can beat the shit out of each other and, and maul each other and bite each other. We but are, don't you think we've been reduced to our our most base animalistic tendencies? I mean, yeah. what is Black Lives Matter looting but being animalistic? In, that is so much base. hate in that heart. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I mean, there are people for whom reason does not work, but that's why you have a right to self-defense. That's why you have things like the Second Amendment is for a worst case scenario. But I think that you have a moral obligation to exhaust your first option, which is reason, which is using your voice, which is using your mind. And if people attack you, well... Then you got to do what you got to do. But to the question of what percent of those country are the what percent of the country are those that deny reality? Um, it's hard for me to, to put a percentage on that. Most people I encounter actually don't pay a ton of attention to politics or, or really important issues. And they might have preconceptions. But I would say that probably 60 percent of people I talk to could be moved. If presented with new and rock solid information, I would say more. That's people, not what it asks. Uh, what percent are those that deny reality? I would say it's a my currently. I w sorry, what currently are currently in denial. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would say that to me, it's a small majority that can be moved with reason and, and solid information. It's a large minority in my personal experience that there's literally nothing you could say to them to change their mind. I would put it at that's like so 60, optimistic. 40. That's just wow. my personal experience. I, who knows? I would say 95% of people are actively not engaging in the reality around them. Hmm. Um, I mean, cause if you think about it, it's like, yeah, conservatives, 
know what's going on, but what bulk of them are like Trump butt licking blind moron neocons? There's a solid. I'm talking about yeah. people, legit woke people. Five percent. Wait, five percent are whom? Explain it one more time. Are people that actually see the forces that be oh. and who they are and what's going on? That kind of woke. Like really woke. Yeah, yeah. Well, free, I'm not talking about like ooh free speech. Let's put it this way: What this. percent of society do you think are free thinkers? That's another way to to characterize the question. Ten to twenty percent. It depends on how I define it. Because I guess just because you're able of being, you're capable of being persuaded doesn't necessarily mean you're a free thinker. I don't know. But we need those people too. We need the sheep so that when we regain the cultural narrative, they'll just fall in line. We don't have to deal with them. I, I have faith that for a majority of people, reason and evidence can move them. I don't think it's everybody, but, wow. I, but I, I do believe that. That's yeah. very helpful. Maybe it's just yeah. you're, you, you always say that I'm projecting myself onto others. It might be that because I know that I'm capable yeah. of being moved and I have been. I know the people who moved me and, and how they did. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. I think I think I've gotten you to move on some things in the past or at least um, like there's stuff that you've pulled me around to. I think there's stuff that I've pulled you around to or or moderated you in some ways. Moderated me. I think yeah. at this point I would be I would have like la launched into some kind of murderous you'd be you'd be wearing a mask if it wasn't for me you'd be all in on coronavirus that might be true too <laughs> although my husband is really on it with this with this but my, i'm a hypochondriac so as soon as i heard about COVID, i was like really on oh it as in he, he buys into the narrative or does not no mm. not at all like he like sat me down because i'm a hypochondriac he sat me down and i was pregnant and he's like we're just gonna keep living our lives and we're gonna assume this risk if it is indeed a risk He's been awesome during this whole thing. Yeah. And then my mom, I don't even think my mom thinks that this is real. Maybe your mom would have pulled you around then. I'm sure she probably would have. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, totally. Uh, this is Dan. Uh, this is a follow-up question to my question asking what made English powerful. Matt smartly pointed out that perhaps our wide vocabulary allowed for greater specifics necessary to grasp complex ideas. And then I incorrectly said that we had fewer words than French, which is not true. Hmm. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, most words in any language, English. Um, after reading the appendix in 1984 in which Orwell describes the party's manipulation of English to, to make certain thoughts impossible, I can't help but see similarities to today. How can we resist the redefinition and outright removal of words? What can we do to keep our language? And if or when the left and right no longer speak the same language, is coexistence even feasible? The last question, no. But... um. I, I don't know how much of that is like the recategorization and recharacterization of language. Um, I think a lot of it is just that we don't really share any, any basic values in terms of um, what can we do to resist redefinition of words? Uh, I think that the tranny thing is a perfect example, like just refuse to call people by their preferred gender. Like if somebody's clearly a man, like, I'm calling him he, and if you yell at me, I'm not going to acquiesce. And that's how that's how we do this. We refuse to use their language. We stop using terms like, I don't know, illegal alien. Mm -hmm. What are some other Orwellian terms that we've been forced to use? A lot of them surrounding COVID. COVID even, I think, probably is. I don't like this Orwellian terminology. Um, new normal. 
things like that. All in this you together, all the catchphrases. There's a lot of that sort of yeah. sort of thing. I'm I know it's sort of a tangent on this question, but I, I think that's a fascinating concept. I've never thought about about that. The idea that if you could effectively remove words from vocabulary, either by making them unsayable or by changing their definitions so that they don't mean the same thing anymore, that you could effectively erase thought. That is to say, can you think of things that you don't have words for? You can in the abstract, but that is high level thinking that most people engaged in their day to day aren't necessarily sitting down to do. I'm not saying that's because they're dumb. I'm saying that's because... We all have things that we need to get done and you don't start, you don't, how often do you sit down and think of things like I have an abstract concept in my mind that there's no word for that I need to invent a word for to describe. I don't think that's ever happened to me. It's high level thinking. Most people aren't really doing. Yeah. I'm not that smart. So if you, if you could manipulate language to manipulate thought and concepts in that way Mm, and make certain concepts themselves, like remove concepts from human knowledge that way. That's we're getting kind of out into a weird area, a weird abstract area here. But that's pretty fascinating to me. I've not thought about that as being the end goal. Yep. Resist it. And then when you recognize it, uh, refuse to use the term. Hmm. Um, Ineptious. I'm stuck in America trying to get back to Russia and my wife there. Oh, that must be awful. Uh, When do you think there will be a full scale civil war? Would it be ethical to leave my wife temporarily in Russia in order to fight for principles and America in said war? Thanks, Blonde, for Mr. Jones' recommendation. I had family killed in that famine. I'm glad you liked it, and I'm, I'm so sorry about your family. Um, everybody watch Mr. Jones. It's excellent. It's about the Holodomor. Um, I would say, I think we're also going to have different answers for this. Uh, I have a hierarchy for duty, and to me, it's God, family, country. Hmm. Um, most people would say it's God, country, family, right? I guess I haven't thought about that. If I had to make decisions, oh man. So th- that's sort of what this gets at. Would it, would it be ethical to leave my wife temporarily in Russia in order to fight for the principles and America in said war? Well, I mean, that's that's something that men have been doing for generations on end, right? I mean, at some level, uh, somebody who fights for a higher value in a war is is always leaving family, therefore placing the values uh, for which the country stands ahead of the family itself. Yeah. So I, 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 I mean, I would say yes, that it, that it would be ethical, but uh, would you take the opposite side that you'd say no? Well, I think that there are some wars that are worth fighting. And um, at this point in time, like I, I'm, I'm having this America is over party at this point yeah. in time, you're probably better off raising your family in Russia. I mean, uh, fundamentally to me, I don't even know that it's picking one or the other because as a man, it is your job to provide the best environment in which your family can flourish. And if I submit to people building a anti-family, anti-prosperity type world, what am I preserving by not fighting that anyway? If If I allow my family to submit to that sort of um, anti-prosperity tyranny, I'm screwing my family over anyway. And fundamentally when I think, I think men, if it comes down to it, you have to sacrifice yourself for the, the prosperity of your family. If, if that situation presents itself. But the other question is like, were you planning on residing in America or in Russia? Hmm. 
Because if you were going to stay in Russia and raise your family there anyway, then why bother? Why yeah, bother that... endangering, endangering your, you know, widowing your wife, the potential for yeah. widowing your wife? I guess that would be. You're not going to live in this country anyway. That would be a key piece of info for me to evaluate. Stick with your family. It also matters if you have kids. Um, I think if you have kids and you were going to live in Russia anyway, then I would say definitely not. Hmm. I would definitely not do that. Henry says, um, um, what are your general views on the legality and morality of euthanasia? Do you feel strongly about it? Well, uh, my former self definitely would have said that it, that it's um, my former self would have said that it's fine, at least in the context of like terminal illness, because fundamentally, I think that you're the owner of your own body. And if you decide to if you decide that you want to die on your own terms, that should be your choice. I'm coming around on a lot of those um, concepts. This is one area that C.S. Lewis uh, and listening to that kind of pushed my. The way I've framed morality and the way I've framed human purpose in my own mind and really made me rethink these things because he described several layers of morality or several categories of morality, morality between you and other people, which is really where I've considered morality almost exclusively. But there are other categories of morality. There is morality to the self. And C.S. Lewis believes that there's a morality to God as well. And that's a concept that I'm entertaining in my mind. But where morality to God or morality to nature, if you wanted to frame it in that way, comes into play here is, is it wrong to think of yourself as the landlord of your own body? What if you are a tenant of your body and there is a landlord whom you serve or to whom you are supposed to fulfill a purpose. That is where you get into these areas like euthanasia, where maybe, maybe it is wrong for you to take, maybe you don't actually have full ownership of that body in the way that you think. Maybe there is a purpose for that life and that body beyond yourself. Therefore it'd yeah. be moral for you to see it to its natural. end. I'm not saying this definitively. I'm just saying that I've, this is exactly the stuff that C.S. Lewis has been talking about that's made me rethink morality as it pertains to yourself. I used to think it was like not really a thing to be immoral to yourself. I've really come around on that. I think there are a lot of ways to be immoral to yourself and immoral to whether it's God, nature, whatever, it, whatever the purpose of being a human being is. That's true, but I think that there is a limit to suffering um maybe not mental suffering but but physical suffering uh like if you're slowing if you if you are dealing with a a slow painful death from terminal cancer that there's just no way you're going to survive uh are you really under obligation to do multiple rounds of chemotherapy and if you choose not to and you let the cancer take you is that any different than euthanasia that's a good question i mean one is passive and one is active but they are what if you just don't want the pain yeah of dying in that way I, I or if you have um alzheimer's something like that the tricky issue is like what what counts what is the threshold of of being terminal at which it is an acceptable choice right you know yeah i agree because it's terminal that's an easy thing to say it, but when you try to actually draw the line, sometimes that gets a little dicey. Sometimes people thought to be terminal yeah. actually recover. 
Yeah. If you have stage four pancreatic cancer. Look at RBG. She could have euthanized years ago. She probably did. She has the power of (laughs) Satan to keep her alive. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, as I get older, whether it's, whether it's abortion, whether it is euthanasia, wherever there is the voluntary ending of life for no other purpose than just, I don't want this life to continue. I'm getting more skeptical of those, of those sorts of decisions. Yeah. Okay. I don't Um, have a firm opinion, but I appreciate the question because more than just connecting natural law and natural rights to, to Christ and to Christian teachings, CS Lewis has really pushed my thinking on morality itself. So that that's been the value for me so far. A lot of people are saying like, just take drugs in that situation. Um, but in many ways that's, that's the same argument, isn't it? I don't know what would be the moral distinction between taking a drug cocktail or shooting yourself in the head. No, I think they're saying take drugs until you, until the cancer takes you. Oh, like to manage the pain. Is that what you're saying? Or to treat e, or to treat the, the mental distress of knowing you're going to die. Are they, are they saying take the drugs to kill you or just to maintain just to manage the end of life gotcha. scenario, which also I, I you know, I, I don't begrudge anybody that decides to do that. Um, this is incompetent hand. Wow, this is really depressing. Uh, in the wake of mass migration out of big cities, do you think we are seeing the beginning of a natural balkanization? Hmm. Joe Rogan is going to Texas and Fleck has just moved to my area in Florida. Yeah. Cool. So fucking sick of talking about balkanization. I've been talking about it for years. We need to balkanize. We need to balkanize. And everybody's like, oh, I guess we need to balkanize. Yes. Everybody balkanize. But we're going to run into some issues because of that pesky federalism um so i don't know really what kind of solutions it's going to pose at this point natural balkanization has been occurring for ages i mean yeah that's what we're seeing when we see immigration issues in california too isn't that a form of balkanization uh explain so what do you mean when you know mexicans flock to places like california because it's easier for them to live knowing that it displaces um naturalized citizens and citizens of the united states i mean that's that's definitely a form of balkanization yeah you're gonna see a lot of fleeing and then uh and then they're gonna you see all the people who are capable of fixing those places flee to nicer places that they can actually maintain and then once those places are done being ruined the people will flee to the nicer spots again and ruin them again that's the trouble like unless we actually get a sovereign state where people can't just freely come over from the last spot they ruined to ruin the next spot. You're just going to be, be playing this uh, chasing game for a long time. Unfortunately, I just going back to the older theme of like, can people be moved by solid information and observation? I hope, but at the same time, I know all these damn Californians are moving here and voting for the same bullshit that they just left from. So it's a slower process than I'd like. This is why people need Christianity because they need to, feel at least like they are accountable morally to mm. some higher being so that they don't just continuously fuck things up for everybody else all the time. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, there's is, a second part of oh, the question. Oh, there's a second part. Yeah. Sorry. Um, however, I know nut job people who want to move to Portland over the next decade. Do you think we will see the creation of new cities and urban areas? I want the right to be involved, but I think the right will go even more rural, especially in a post-COVID world. Yeah, we're going to go more rural. I mean, that's at least what I did. Uh, but 
as we're seeing in Seattle and Portland right now, the left is truly and deeply incapable of managing their own terrain. They, they cannot do it. They're high, not only are they, they highly incompetent, but they're self-destructive. It's like a really powerful force uh, for destruction. Yeah. So they're not going to be able to manage these cities. At some point, we're going to be able to go back and take the areas that they've destroyed level them out yeah and uh and reclaim that land i mean i'm tempted to think that there will be new urban centers like like for example bozeman is growing insanely could it be a replacement denver or salt lake in x amount of decades i maybe Maybe. but the one thing that i I am not thinking of is do we need central congregation of people in that way anymore like in the coronavirus era how many jobs are being done remotely how many people are doing what used to be urban center desk work from what is now a rural town way out in the middle of nowhere. Do we actually it sucks though? It sucks. There are things about city living that are better. Um, and it's kind of been a, a, a natural way. Like we, we, we at least even in ancient times would congregate in urban centers for, for uh, mercantile purposes. And I'd like to see that. As someone who prefers to live a more spread out rural life and be able to escape masses of humanity, I still want healthy, vibrant cities for people who enjoy that sort of thing. And I like to visit occasionally too. I take no joy in these places rotting. I just see no other viable solution. So. Yeah, yeah, it bums me out. People are saying city living is cancer. That's true, uh, but like imagine living in Paris in its heyday or something like that. There, there are, there's a, there's a magical quality to certain cities in certain eras. Um, but of course they're disgusting and everything like that. Uh, but it's also this free exchange of thought that, that used to give this, this buzz of electricity to cities. And I don't know if that has become obsolete because of the internet. Hmm. Um, this is Sam. Are we in the midst of the fall of Rome? I'm sure every generation of this great nation has had a moment where they think it's the beginning of the end. But I'd be lying if I said it, uh, if I said wasn't more and more convinced. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Every day that we have left the golden age of the American experiment and the horn that sounds the avalanche has begun to blow. Um, thank you for the impeccable grammar of this question, first of all. <laughs> it's not a grammatical error. This, um, I firmly believe that we are in the midst of the fall of Rome, except I don't think it's going to be this sputtering thing where we like bounce on the, on the bottom for a while. I feel like this is a catastrophic full stop end to the American experiment. I don't really know that it's worth saving. Um, And I think it's going to be a lot more precipitous than the fall of Rome, which took, I think it took like, half a century to be to be fully complete um yeah i think that this is this is it i think it's over and instead of being sad about that we should be thinking about what we can build next because we were pretty close with this america thing close (laughs) we can do it again i i like the framework like the but we just got to be double clear about uh the instruction manual yeah double clear about 2a and about who we led in this country um yeah. Solid first attempt. But who knows? I mean, it, seriously speaking, who knows if maybe that's end, that ends up what it becomes, that that was the first iteration of something that is that is really 
not that it wasn't great this time around. It's, it is. It's, I, it's, I will still defend it till the day I die. But that's not to say that there might be something even better possible in the future based on those ideas either doubled down on or improved upon. Yeah, it's, it's possible. You've got to maintain some reasons for optimism. I guess so. Julian says the right to life is predicated on the NAP, the non-aggression principle, violations of which forfeit the right. Can the mere act of existence be considered a form of aggression if it inherently threatens the life of another individual? This is an area of our philosophy that I think we should really iron out because I the think mere act of existence. Is he talking about abortion? Just like being a person. Let me let me put it for you. Like the coronavirus context is a great example of this because fundamentally oh. the non-aggression principle is, is, you know, I leave you alone. You leave me alone. We're each left to our own devices and we each get to build our own things. You don't steal my shit. I don't steal your shit. You don't kill me. I don't kill you. That's a fundamental principle of morality that they're that the, really like all of libertarianism is, is built upon. The question is, though, what counts as aggression? Because we're entering this weird area where simply like being a person walking around not wearing a mask is considered an act of aggression if you want to get really weird about this the mere existence as he describes it the fact that i sit in this house on this plot of land means that someone else can't have it even though it is my property but what if if you want to if you want to pervert the philosophy what if someone says i need that plot of land for survival your presence there is an act of aggression against me this is how you get into a bizarre interpretation of this philosophy. And I think that to uphold, I, I think fundamentally it's the right way to look at life. Generally speaking, I think we got to do a better job of ironing out what the boundaries of aggression actually are because they've really been warped in this coronavirus context. Yeah. I don't know that somebody's mere presence can be an aggression, which is why I reject this mask thing and all of the anti-humanitarian, um, measures that are being taken not humanitarian anti-humanity measures yeah. that, are, that are being taken um because i refuse to look at my fellow man and act like there's some kind of fucking biohazard it's antithetical to existing in this world as a person i'm not doing it this isn't the spanish flu uh oh my god i forgot to tell you my brother told me that there was a study where uh 50% of the respondents thought that 9% of America had died. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. that true? I've heard, um, I've heard it on some podcasts. I've not seen the study for myself or the survey or the poll, but I've heard that. So I'm sure we that can find is just it. Cr that, that is crazy. That just makes me think that people are, are just retarded. That is 30 million. People. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the Spanish flu killed like 5%, 1% of the world population, and it was pandemonium. Yeah. pandemonium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can, can people even imagine what it would be like if 30 million people in this country died? Uh, you would know several people who have died of coronavirus if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yes. So people believe that, but then anecdotally, they aren't, they, they don't have any cognitive dissonance about, about not having any anecdotal evidence that this is a, a huge fatality event. It's like, how fucking dumb. Well, How that, dumb. that's one thing that has does have me down and frustrated lately. I, you know, I just get done talking about people's ability to be moved by evidence and information before their very eyes to the point that you're making. I can't remember a time in my life where people have been persuaded by claims made on the news that are totally contrary to what they see in their life exactly. before their very eyes every single day. Yeah. So it, it is very depressing. It's like, 
you don't know anyone who has coronavirus. You don't know. You certainly don't know anyone who's died of coronavirus. I'm not saying everybody out there. I know it's worse in some places. I'm saying in my neck of the woods, there's like a guy in the hospital. This and and we're all. It's like we've all been told that there's some secret boogeyman who's going to come get us if we don't wear the right clothes or do the right things. He's going to snatch us up and take us away or something. And even though we've never seen it happen, we all just believe it because the authorities tell us that's the case. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a white pill, though. Uh, we talked about this earlier in the show. It's very disappointing to see people fall into line with such ease and with such a lack of self-awareness. However, these people will be incredibly useful if we can regain the narrative. Because you don't want to retrain a bunch of intellectuals and a bunch of free thinker, thinkers and a bunch of individuals because it's exhausting yeah. and difficult. But if we have 90% of the population that will just go with the flow, all we have to do is regain control. But the problem is I don't I don't want control. I don't want to retrain anybody. I don't want to tell people what to think. I want them to be thinkers themselves. You want people to be <sighs> smarter and more competent yes. than they actually are. Well, I just you can't want, make people like that. These people are <laughs> born followers. They're born followers. I just want people to Yeah, I, I, maybe maybe I maybe some at some level that does deny human nature in a broad sense but you know i think if you give most people the ability to think freely or god forbid to lead a group of people they will flounder and they will reject that kind of power uh they will not be able to handle it or tolerate it most people need to be told what to think and what to believe that just bums me out that's why christianity for the masses Mm. is what we need well maybe maybe you're on to a little something there i don't doubt that that there's that there's a huge portion of the population that that finds comfort in being told what to think but i do think there are huge moral implications in imposing the so-called correct thought upon them and that's one thing that i'm trying to avoid too i i don't oh i agree i'm just willing to violate any moral code that i have if it means that we live in a more cohesive and <laughs> safe and peaceful society well, one day I'll be uh, on the very tip of that Titanic, fiddling as it's sinking and going, at least I had my principles as it's sinking. I'm sinking under the water. And you'll be I off know. on some paradise island across the ocean, waving at me as the last bubbles come up uh, from my last breath. But I won't be in power because no, no women. Not. That's the one principle that you uphold for sure. No, I know it's Machiavellian, <laughs> but I just don't have any faith in the, in the populace anymore, especially after this coronavirus mm. stuff. Uh, last one. Yeah. Uh, lamentations. I'm sitting at work listening to people bitch about COVID alternatively, alternately bitch about how we're all going to get COVID regardless. And five minutes later, complain that schools are opening and it's going to cause everyone to get COVID. (laughs) How do I avoid a buckshot tooth? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Jesus. At this point, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to be with Matt on this one and, and, be like help them recognize the hypocrisy and what they're saying but it is just going to piss them off and alienate you from your co-workers just smoke weed you might be able to, the caller earlier who's like joking. hey frame it in the frame it in the context of of first principles first values don't go straight to like how do you hold these competing views about coronavirus that's nonsensical there's a contradiction there. <laughs> just be like ask some of the questions that we were just asked about like base level philosophy if you were presented with this situation, what would you do and why? And then maybe you can gradually get them to think about the application of those. 
Hey, it's a better, I think it's a, I think it's a better strategy than just being like, you're a dipshit. Fuck off. Although <laughs> it's it, for the people who can't be convinced, maybe it is time just to say, uh, listen, you're a dipshit. Fuck off. Go away. Maybe that, maybe it is time for that. Yeah. All right. All right. We, we uh, are all caught up on questions. We'll, uh, I left off on Darlene on super chat. Um, over on D Live, Silosopher is still gifting subs. Thank you for that. That is uh, very cool of you. Much appreciated. Um, Darlene, you say? Yeah, Milky Way Mike is up next. Oh, great. I forgot that they. Um... Oh, it's back to normal today. Oh, yeah, it is. It doesn't have the stupid scrolling. Oh, geez. Okay, Milky Way Mike. Um, as our country slowly becomes idiocracy in real life, it's a breath of fresh air to listen to you guys or other and other rational freak thinkers. I just supported AIU a couple weeks ago um, when he got the the axe from WikiWiki. Wiki. Time to take care of you guys, too. Thank you so much. We really appreciate Very that. Very much appreciated. Thanks for supporting the show, and thanks for... Um... Oh, why is my Bernie not working? Oh, bitch. Uh, thanks for keeping AIU operating, too. Oh, there we go. One more time. I am not going to be niggardly. That, that's what we'll just do. Um, yeah, thanks for keeping everybody, whether it's us, whether it's AIU, creators you enjoy, you know, just sharing their stuff, supporting their show. It's hugely appreciated. We all, we all, we're all in this together against Susan Wiki Wiki's reign of terror. So thanks, uh, thanks for doing what you're doing. Long Dong John uh, sent two. Um, wonder how long until one of these face diaper moron Karens and the wrong, uh, Karen's the wrong person. I like it as a verb, uh, and get shot. Just rewatch the one where she maces a couple having a picnic and rage enough to make blonde proud. I know I would have, I would have punched that woman in the face. It is assault. I mean, it honestly, uh, I, I could see a situation like that where somebody does get shot. There was a guy who had some, we'll update the story or talk about the story on Sunday. I haven't looked through it fully, but there was a guy who was confronted about mask stuff and somehow ended up back at home and the police went after him and he shot at them with an AK guy shot at the cops with an AK over something that started as a mask dispute, though clearly went haywire and escalated a lot. This is what the powers that be want though. Yes. This is what they want. They want, this is right out of rules for radicals. Uh, they want chaos in the populace so that they can find a way to seize even more control than they already have the chaos goggles Fauci. The chaos is so convenient in so many ways. Did you hear that? um, That Biden's not even going to attend the DNC now. He's staying in the basement. He's not going to Milwaukee. He's not, they might do some virtual call in, but Biden, the party nominee, presumably is not even going to be on the stage at the party's convention for the, I presume that's got to be like the first time ever. But and that, as far as all the convenience, yeah, masks, they help to mask criminals now. The chaos helps the worst candidate in this party's recent history to hide conveniently and not even campaign. There's a lot of conveniences that are tough to look past. He also said, um, also Twitter blocked the 2020 Trump campaign account okay. from posting until it removes its post with COVID misinformation, oh, i.e. mentioning the drug that shall not be named in a positive light. <laughs> yeah twitter um eric burns march matt you're wrong wearing a twins hat is inappropriate after the moment of silence for <laughs> saint george of floyd that's I- true <laughs> i probably should ditch it man and that's the thing i mean we just went through that on on sunday then this body cam footage comes out did you have a chance to watch it at all yeah i'm conflicted about it. i don't know that it really give us gave us any information that we didn't already know 
to me, I don't think it's exonerating for Chauvin or anything. I think it is with respect to the charges, but maybe not morally exonerating. Um, right. I mean, it's just a situation where I hate all people involved. It's like asshole white cop uh, overextends on some black criminal. Like, I'm, I don't care about any of these people. That said, there was a lot of patience with Floyd for a long time. I mean, this guy was yeah. out of his mind belligerent and they couldn't get him to sit in the car for like 10 minutes straight. He's just freaking out. You know, he had three times the amount of fentanyl that causes a, a fatal overdose. Jesus, I didn't I didn't know the quantity, but that would explain a, the guy is nanograms. The guy yeah. is so erratic and insane in that in that footage. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I don't know if the kneeling was moral or not, but I understand you got to get this guy under control because he's flat out insane right now. Why did it take so long, though, once he started kneeling? Like, why couldn't they just restrain him more quickly? Because the whole thing was a show designed to install chaos and allow uh, the powers that be to. I know. <laughs> it's like he was on the ground. He could. The other cops were not doing anything. Yeah. They could have enlisted the other cops to kneel on his upper shoulder area. And then he would have been totally docile. Bring on the, like, the George Floyd tinfoil. They're both. Act, he and Derek Chauvin are paid actors because they worked together and perfected their craft. And now they live on an island together. Yeah. You know that mural that we were talking about where it's like happy merchant levels of racial stereotyping? <laughs> yeah. um, that, that was the one at the Twins game. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, he, it did have Michael Brooks. I, uh, Michael Brown. Yeah. I, Michael I, Brown. I, yeah. I, um, uh, some people messaged me and uh, I saw that. I just didn't see it in the text at the time. But yes, they are celebrating St. Michael Brown, the violent store robber turned <laughs> attempted cop killer, or at least attempted cop gun stealer for purposes who knows what yeah nice. to celebrate that guy too is just i mean that's that's ridiculous ridiculous yeah shanique was stunning and brave um terrifyingly i these are one of the ones that i need to to read first okay this is fine uh terrifyingly in melbourne it's not pushback but virtue signaling galore there's a facebook group send a virtual hug to our leader who instigated the house arrest as he's doing it as he's doing it tough what as he's doing it, though, maybe? Maybe there's a missing age. Oh, yeah. I kid you not. Jeez. Uh, Jack DDSN, read the comment section. Read the section on uh, the dangers of leftism from Ted Kaczynski's manifesto. He's nailed them down completely. Yes, I've said it before. Um, if you have not read Ted Kaczynski's manifesto, it is ew, prophetic. Ew, just totally prophetic. That guy understood society. He really did. He's still around, isn't he? He's not gone, right? Or did he die? He's alive. You can write to him in jail. Yeah. And if you write something profound and thought-provoking, he'll write you back. Maybe we should try. Maybe we should get a shout-out. I've tried, and then I brought it up to my husband, and he was like, you are not going to be pin pals with Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> I was like, but he's going to die soon. He was like, Have no. Have you heard that, um, that trend Rebecca. for, not that you would fall for this, but there is a trend of single women who become pen pals with like crazy criminals and and, and fall in love with them. Even Scott Peterson like, married or murdered his pregnant wife and then he got remarried in jail. Yeah. And then um, Ted Bundy uh, got married in jail and got his new wife pregnant uh, in a conjugal visit. Mm. And he had chopped off a bunch of co-ed's head and then raped their decapitated yeah. bodies. Yeah. There's something about, um, I don't know, something about certain female psychology that either looks past that or actually appreciates that aspect of like, 
male violence or it's women that are major fixers Mm. they're like something about them is so broken that they're like i can fix this man that's literally raped and murdered a bunch of women (laughs) uh benelli shooter no note thank you um two-way education just wanted to state the obvious matt and blonde make the best streaming team on youtube seriously i love it when blonde says something blunt and matt says defensively susan (laughs) (laughs) well thank you man Semper Ad Meliora. Blonde, did you see that Soph has uploaded some videos on YouTube over the last couple of months? What? I did not. They're not as spicy, but she's still more literate than the entire mainstream media. Uh, No, I I thought her channel was nuked. Did it get restored? Must have, I guess. Or maybe she started a new channel. That's great. That death. Judge just ruled Akilla obviously owes Sargon almost 38,000 in legal fees for a frivolous lawsuit. Her meltdown thread is wild. Really? Well, somebody emailed it to me. I didn't see the Twitter thread, but I saw Sargon's video uh, today, or, or maybe he posted it yesterday. I saw the video. Uh, yeah, uh, good for him. And and even even still, he doesn't have that much of um like a vengeful spirit against her, even though she was just vindictive to her. He's just yeah. happy to have the thing over with. She is she is a, a crazy person. What she said about like not caring about going after. Um, his family and his kids and and taking food out of their mouths and stuff. She's a psycho person. And keep in mind, Sargon's crime was making a video that criticized her. Okay. That's, that's it. What does she look like? Um, well, she had, <laughs> do I have to describe race first? She is of African American descent and she has like big curly hair. It's not really an Afro, but it's like one of those I big curly hairdos. Oh yeah, this is, Pretty much what I expected. <laughs> so yeah, good good for Sargon. I'm frankly she didn't have a case anyway. So it's I don't think it was ever in doubt. So a fat, angry black chick went crazy black woman on him. Yeah. See, we need to weaponize this. The power of the crazy black chick. Um okay. <laughs> we gotta get our Chief. own on our own team. I know. Yeah. I know. Uh we've got Bevel and Beatty. Beatty. Oh yeah, like yeah, that, that was the paint lady. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Brian Chi, this is a generalized comment. Don't listen to the negative BS the right has been pushing lately. There's more to life than tradition. Be a hero of your own life. This idea has been corrupted. We do not live in freedom. I don't know what Hmm. this really means. I'm not sure I understand the last part about not living in freedom, but I do agree that um, that no matter how difficult or, or unlikely to succeed it may seem, Try to be a hero in your own life. Try to build the best version of yourself and try to build the best environment immediately around you as possible. And maybe maybe it your, your, your highest dreams don't come true, but at least you get something better than a worst case scenario. Like worst case scenarios, just give up and watch everything burn. And Yeah, but if we don't have tradition or Christianity to guide us or Christianity that's based in tradition uh, or tradition based in Christianity, then then what do we have left to tell us how to be our own devices? That's a disaster. That's how it, people ended up so hedonistic. Well, I think that's so why I reject the, the tradition part of this. Super chat. Ah, there's, there's more to life than tradition. Well, I think that's true. I don't know if he's saying there should be no tradition. I, I, that's I, true. I don't know what he means necessarily. Um, the S foil says, um, Got my, I'm not a giant pussy, so I went to work government check last week, putting it to tipping my favorite podcast duo and bought a 66 Winchester. Oh, <laughs> they were called the Yellow Boy and it was made in Japan, so I named it Ping 3. <laughs> Very cool. Congrats. 
Semperad Meliora, Matt Reed, Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman to learn about heuristics, and you'll quickly see the implications of how words or lack thereof Hmm. can be used nefariously. It's not a concept I've thought about before, but it is interesting, so I'll have to check it out. Just the idea that if you don't have words for concepts, you don't think about those concepts that much. John Martin says, Blonde, thanks for learning, I, some grammar tonight. (laughs) Rock you do. Kind of Yoda style, yeah. I do. Redwall1521, one of my friends says what Blonde said, it's much easier to follow and listen than actually think and look it up. Also read Plato on his uh, three-tiered society. Yeah, well, I I don't know if this is what you're referencing, but in the Republic, there's the concept of the the souls and sort of the knowledge-seeking souls and the glory-seeking souls. And uh, gosh, it's been so long since I've read that stuff. But but yes, I remember sort of the the tiers of qualities of people. And that doesn't mean like better or worse necessarily. It just means qualities of souls and what they're searching for. Some are knowledge searching. Some are, are glory searching. Some are the third one. I can't remember. Anyways, it's been so long. But yeah, I, I, there's probably some truth to that, that there are differently natured people in terms of what they in terms of how they think and the value they see in thinking for themselves it's it's i don't think it's the same for everybody for sure i read that and i have basically no memory of it uh it's it's been so long since i've read it but you you probably would like that philosophy a lot i mean it's um in general the the concept of the republic is it's just a discussion it's a dialogue about if you started from scratch to build like the greatest society how would you order it and Did he talk a lot about uh, ego and ego death in that, or is that Aristotle? I can't remember. I don't. I don't. Know, I don't remember anything like that in in the Republic. But it's been so long. But the um, one thing I think you might appreciate about it is it's not. There's not really any sort of articulation of of demo- or conclusion of democratic values that comes out of it. Like the, the Republic really is about the idea that there are people that people are qualitatively different and some are better suited for certain positions or certain things to do than others. It's, um, it's not, it's not, it's not uh, a basis to build like a democratic society. Uh, That's one. Anyway, my, my, Um, my brain is too shot for philosophical thought right now. I should reread some of this. I think it would really help. I'm becoming a very uninteresting person because of my lack of reading. Hmm. It's a problem. Uh, Kyle Wells, Oswalding Biden would be like Michael Vicking, a blind three-legged 17-year-old Labrador. (laughs) He's a stiff breeze away from the cemetery. I hear you, bro. Yeah. Push him right into that six-foot hole. Yeah. Stiff breeze. And it'll be like, very soon. Was that a Hank Hill impression? Yeah, totally. Um, Mr. Gold Ember. Hey, Matt and Blonde just wanted to say thank you for the Sandy safe space. God bless your families and the community. I hope you can prepare for the coming wealth redistribution by getting some gold and silver. Yeah, might be I'm all plan. over it, boy. We're like deep into some hard assets right now. Um, I feel pretty good about it. And have you seen Bitcoin lately? No, I haven't looked. Is it uh, moving? 12,000. Really? Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if I... I think the only Bitcoin I hold is I bought some Bitcoin to gamble on the Super Bowl last year, but then I didn't get it transferred quick enough, so I didn't do the gambling. So maybe I have mm. a small Bitcoin fortune. I don't know. I haven't looked at my account for a long time. Maybe you do. You should donate it all to the Daily Stormer. <laughs> See, are they struggling over there? They uh... probably they they are the most censored publication in history. Um, and they only take Bitcoin 
but their Bitcoin address doesn't work. I don't know how I know this. <laughs> Your mom is their number one backer, probably. I may or may not have tried to donate some Bitcoin. <laughs> um, okay. Ilhan Omar is onto something and you should really keep the Daily Stormer afloat. Uh, this- I don't know what to tell you. It's so funny. Every time I read it, I just I just crack up. And humor is in short supply these days because all these comedians have shit the bed. I, there's there's no comedy special that I can read or that I that I can watch yeah. that's that doesn't piss me off because they talk about some stupid political issue. Um, so I'll take my laughs where I can get them. Fair enough. Fair enough. Read whatever you want. I have no uh, I have no issue with that. Anyway, I think we're all set. Um, oh, ETC says, Matt, your camera keeps glitching approximately every 15 minutes. Yeah, it was flickering. It's flickering. And that's what I was mentioning earlier. So I don't know exactly what's going on, but I'll, I'll see if I can get it under control for Sunday. And um, and if not, I'll just replace the webcam. As I was talking about last Sunday with some of the weird stuff that was going on. It's I need a new one too. It's about time. The, scratch. the equipment, actually the equipment that I've done this show on, I think is all original the entire duration of the show. A lot of that stuff was wow. new when we started. I'm trying to think of four and a half years. Pretty much now. everything has been running strong since the show started. So, you know, it's high time to do a refresh on a lot of that stuff. So we'll get... Uh, yep. I will come uh, next month. I'm thinking about kind of refreshing all, uh, all the equipment and <laughs> upgrading. Anyway, somebody in the live chat just said, the more blonde talks, the more I understand why her husband tells her to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's end on that note. I like Thank it. you guys for uh, hanging out with us tonight. As always much appreciated. We will be back on Sunday to chat about whatever. I definitely want to talk about Joe Biden. Uh, asking the black guy if he's been tested for crack or cocaine or whatever he yeah. said. Uh, well, you know, there's plenty more mask fights. I'm keeping track of them in the notes. I've, I've linked as Every many of week. them as I can. Some lady threw coffee in somebody's face over a mask. So we'll update on all those. And uh, it appears that Walmart is the preferred battleground. For there was another one there. So. Oh, great. We'll catch you on Sunday. Have a good week. Bye, guys.